Happy Thursday, everybody. Welcome into Undisputed. We've got a jam-packed show for you today. I'm Jen Hale here with Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp. Good morning, guys. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Well, if Cooper Rush managed to beat Kirk Cousins at Kirk Cousins last year, then Dak should dominate the Vikings this year, right? So, so we got this. So We're good to go. Is your defense going to give up uh, 240 yards rushing? I don't know. My defense okay. always plays better for Cooper Rush than Dak Prescott. I don't I'm know why that you, is. I'm glad I'm you, so that, is that on Dak or is that on your defense? It might be... It might be a good sign. <laughs> you do realize, you saw those holes that uh, Aaron Jones was running through, right? Well, maybe maybe Cooper Rush should start this Sunday. Maybe he should start oh. a defensive tackle. Okay, maybe. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, there's an idea. All right. I like the creative juices flowing early this morning, guys. But we're going to start in the NBA. Kevin Durant opening up about the net struggles this year. Telling Chris Haynes that former head coach Steve Nash didn't push the team hard enough. KD also fired back at those who criticized him as a leader, saying he doesn't need to win another title to validate his legacy. And he ripped up the Nets' starting lineup. Ooh, a lot to unpack there, Shannon, this morning. You, What's your response to everything KD had to say? You sure you don't want to go first on this one? You, you sure? Are you absolutely certain? I'll let you take your shots, then I'll take mine. <laughs> okay. Skip, it's a two-part two answer for me. I get what KD is saying about the practice. He's saying, Steve, bruh, we need to go harder. There are things that we need to work on. There are things that I need to work on that we're not getting in practice. And that's what he's saying. So I bring it to the coach. Hey, coach, bruh, you need to push us a little harder. I can see where we're slacking and it's costing us late in ball games because we're not being pushed in practice. There are things that I believe that if we worked on in practice, we'll be better in game, late game execution or whatever the case may be. Okay. Close out things of that nature. Yes. It seems that Steve was not very receptive to that because nothing changed. And he said, well, hell, if it ain't going to change, if you're not pushing me to get better, you're not pushing the team to get better, how the hell can we get better? And then how do we win a championship? So... It's like, well, that's why one of the reasons, that's why I didn't really feel bad about requesting a trade because I saw things that we could get better at that we weren't working on to get better at. So there's, there's the problem with that. But Skip, when he came out and said what he said about his team, Skip, it tells you the disconnect that he has with his teammate. He says, I'll start, Kenny said, our starting line is Edmund Sumner, Royce O'Neal, Joe Harris, and Claxton, and me. The only guy that he seemed to have a relationship with or respect for is Nick Claxton. Skip, you've been around the game 40 years. We never address anybody by their whole name. It's always one name, first name, or last name, or it is a nickname. Because I had to, I ran into calling people nicknames so much, they're like, well, Shannon, you know, our reader's not going to know who that is, so who actually are you talking about? Correct. <laughs> so, okay, but, but you do tell me sometimes people call you sharp, like, right. like with intimacy, like they're yes. close with you. But hey, not, sharp. Yes. Okay, but, but this didn't come off that no, way. Skip, this this felt cold. Right, to me. a whole, the yeah. entire name. Yes. Right. That's, that's what you would say. You would say, Dak Prescott. I would. You would say yes. uh, Ezekiel Elliott. I, I would. Not a teammate. The teammate. Totally agree. Totally so, agree. And so okay. I'm like, but KD, KD has to understand, Skip. If everybody was like KD, KD wouldn't be special. There's a certain level of expectations that comes along with greatness. We expect you to do things that normal NBA players can't do. That's why you're Kevin Durant. That's why you're seven foot tall. That's why you can shoot the three. The mid-range can take the ball to the basket. And when they fire you, you're 90%. Katie, do you understand that what comes along with greatness is a level of expectation that's, that's only reserved for a certain few? 
KD happens to be one of those few that that level of expectation is thrust upon. Whether you're born great or you have it thrust upon you, it's greatness that we expect from you, Katie. And I, Skip, I just, and he says, well, this proves my gut feeling I don't foresee Katie. I don't, but like I said, I don't see being there. I think that you, you got to move him. But Skip, this is what made me, got me most upset mm. when he talked about leadership. Yep. He said, I came. Skip, I figured in, this would be your flashpoint. Skip, in 2017, he said, I came to play basketball in the exact same way I'm playing right now. Yep. Steph Curry is the place of the franchise, and that helps me out because I don't have to be. I don't want to have to be a leader. I'm not a leader. I'm not bad. I'm bad at saying, stand behind me, follow me. Not one of those guys is just like that. Skip, mm. he's telling you he doesn't want to be a leader. But then he turned, he's a walking contradiction, and then turns around and says, well, I don't have to tell you I'm a leader or show you that I'm a leader. And then he had a nerve to say, Skip, you know, I'm not telling reporters the right things about me. Are you implying, are you insinuating that other star players or great players in this league are asking reporters to write puff pieces about them, KD? Mm. Or say positive things yeah, about them? He, he is implying that, it, yes. That, that's what I deduce. Mm -hmm. Now, maybe I'm reading he too much. these other MFs. Yeah, that's what they need. I don't need that. Yeah. Skip, he says, I don't mind being at the front of the lines with you, but let's come and do it together. That's my way of leadership. I'm leading by example. Do you want to be a leader or do you not? Do you want, you don't want to take, Skip, he's like, I don't, I don't have to tell, I didn't tell Kyrie what to do, but that's just part about being a leadership. Kyrie, let's do this thing together. You're leading by example. Leading by example, sometimes you got to tell it. Skip, I just, I, I had LeBron skip out, and, and we, you of the 20, what was that? When uh, uh, LeBron said, we're top heavy, he didn't call anybody. He said, we're top heavy as bleep, mm -hmm. and everybody ripped it. We're at the Super Bowl in 20, after the 2016 yes. season, right? Yes. So it was January, I mean, February of 2017. Yeah, because as a matter of yes. fact, right before the All Star game, and they had lost, I think they lost to New Orleans. And, and he, he said, was, he was a Cavalier, obviously. We're top heavy as, as bleep. bleep. Okay. Skip, and, I, and then Barkley ripped him, and he ripped Charles back. So I, skip, I, I don't, but Skip, I, I mean, KD is a walking contradiction. On one hand, he wants the appreciation and the love and the adulation that comes along with him being a historically great player. But by the same token, he wants none of the criticism that comes along with. That's what happens, Skip. When you win, he went to Golden State. Who got the credit? He did. Because he said he saved Steph Curry's legacy. He ruined LeBron's legacy. He got the credit. When you lose, give the great players are going to get the blame. Tom is going to get the blame. LeBron's going to get the blame. But, Skip, Kevin Durant has been one player that's escaped criticism of the great players when things didn't go right. He's never got the blowback that LeBron has. He's never gotten the blowback that some of these other historically great players have gotten, the Kobe's. James Harden getting ringed when he doesn't win. Mm. KD just skates right along. Mm. This, this, I, I get it. The first part, Skip, I get about the practices and wanting to improve and don't feel the coach is helping me. But this other, you can have that. I ain't getting. I can't get down with none of that. Mm. I, I, I appreciate his honesty, honesty and candor, but I can't get down with that. Okay. I appreciate everything you just said. My turn. I could be wrong about this, but I don't believe anybody in sports media has defended Kevin Durant more than I have. You, you're absolutely correct. I can't say that for just a thousand percent certainty, but but I'm pretty sure. Oh, the people that do what we do, yes. you've been as staunch as defender. For maybe 
Heck, we've been on the show for six years. Uh, probably all six years, I have fought you defending him as the best player on the planet. Right. Even though he has taken shot after shot at me and took one the other day, he has taken shots at you. Yes. He's taken shots at everybody. Right. He constantly bites the hand that has fed him an MVP back in 2014 because the following year at the All-Star break, <laughs> at the All-Star game, he said, you guys, who all voted for him for MVP, don't know SH about basketball. He once said, I don't know SH about basketball, so maybe I don't. Maybe I'm completely off base in everything I'm about to say. I thought everything he said in both of these two interviews, which, which came out of the blue after they had gotten blown out at Sacramento and given up 153 points. Everybody's having confessional. Ben Simmons had a confessional. No, it, it's, that, it's, it's like we all had to confess <laughs> our sins, I guess. I thought everything Kevin said was pathetic. I thought his comments about why he demanded a trade were pathetic. I thought his comments about leadership were contradictory and pathetic. I thought the shot he took at their starting lineup at Sacramento was completely unnecessary and ultimately pathetic. And I thought his explanation of why he does not need a ring to validate him away from Golden State and Steph and Clay and Draymond was absolutely, completely, utterly pathetic. He doesn't believe that. Pathetic. All of it pathetic. He comes across as, don't blame me, just blame that, and then you got to blame that, and then please blame that, and hey, don't look at me, you got to blame that. And hey, I'm just doing the best I can here. That's all I'm doing, and I'm having fun. His whole, his theme was, I'm having the time of my life because who cares what I do? I just want to play basketball. Right. I'm one of the greatest players ever, and I just want to be left alone. Let me just go out there and practice hard and play. I don't think he plays hard anymore because I don't think he really cares about anything but personal statistics. I think he and Kyrie have become ultimate solo acts because all they want to do is go out and score, which, which they're both obviously all-time gifted, both gifted. And they'll go out and both will get you 30 a night. But it'll and, mean anything. And, and it won't mean anything because they're six and nine right now. Kyrie's about to come back here in the next few days. And then we'll see. And we're going to discuss all this later. What's the impact of all this? But I'm going to just take it blow by blow because help me out on the trade. I, I get what you say. And that was very fair and very objective, yes. what you said, because he does like to practice. Yes. He does like to work hard at improving yes. his game yes. on both ends of the floor. Yes. I believe yes. all of the above. Yes. But it does you no good now to suddenly come out of nowhere, a bolt out of the blue and what's the, what are we, in the middle of November, mm -hmm. and suddenly say, well, this is why I asked for a trade because, it, he says, it wasn't difficult, difficult at all to request a trade because it was about ball, okay? It was about ball. It was about Steve Nash because he's just pointing the finger at that guy saying, he just didn't want to push us hard enough, right? right? He wasn't dedicated enough to the process of making us a better basketball team because I don't want to just shoot around. I want to practice. So I went to them, and I wasn't complaining about anybody else. I just said, I want to practice harder. Okay. But it's kind of hard to make what you got 12, 13 guys, and one guy you want to practice hard without making the other guys practice hard, Skip. Okay. I tried to hang in with him, but I'm going to hark back to what happened at the end of the year last year, and I blamed a lot of it on having not Kyrie for much of the year and mm -hmm. obviously the vaccination, all the controversy over that. I thought it wrecked the psyche of that team, so I'm giving them that out. But, but Kevin's just blaming Steve Nash for it, and yet you know and I know they lost four straight games to Boston Correct. in the first round of the playoffs. Mm -hmm. 
I thought they were better than Boston, but obviously Boston was way better on defense than the Nets were on right. offense. So just to reiterate what happened to Kevin Durant in that series, the first game he goes 9 of 24, and they lose by 1. The second game he goes 4 of 17, and they lose by 7. They're, these are still competitive basketball right. games. Then he shot okay the last two games because he was 42%, or I'm sorry, 45% from the floor. He was 6 of 11 and then 13 of 31. But they continue to lose by six and then by four. Well, it was a disaster because most people thought they were going to win the series to start with, right. and they got swept. swept. Okay, then once once you get swept, you're disqualified from making any excuses about your coach after that. To me, if you want to do it right then and there, I, I, I'll listen. But I, I don't need to wait until the next November after you fall to six and nine and, and give up 153 and get blown out at Sacramento. I, I don't need to hear you say it was his fault. He just wouldn't push us hard enough. I need to be pushed harder. It sounds good. It, it plays pretty well right. in print, actually. And and you're buying part of it because that, that sounds like a dedicated basketball player. Right. But But in the end, I don't want to hear the excuse about it. Don't blame it all on Steve Nash. It had something to do with you, and I think it had a lot to do with Kyrie. Right. If you want to blame Kyrie and the vaccination controversy, I'm good with that. But but don't tell me it was his fault because then he did turn around. He was he was demanding that both Kerr and Sean Marks, the GM, be fired. Remember, right. that was yeah. his next yeah. ultimatum. Yeah. Yes. Okay? I, I don't want to hear it. It doesn't do any good. It's water under the bridge. It's last year. It's old excuses. You're trying to make an old excuse for your current situation. But he's saying now, oh, we're very happy. Really? Well, you're, you're six and nine. Right. Okay. Let, let's do the lineup next. That was hard, Skip. It's just, it's just that, 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 That's you bad. You can't do this. That's bad. Okay. So he's saying, don't look at me just because I'm out there. You think we're going to win? Yeah, yeah, I do. I think you're the best player on the planet. Yeah. Yes, at Sacramento. I know Sacramento's got young talent. It's all upcoming. Sabonis is giving them a new spark. I get all that. And I know at home, they can be pretty hard to beat. They, they've given the Lakers hell. Yeah. Okay, I get all that. If, if I'm still thinking you're the best player on the planet, I, I think you got a shot, you know? Like, I don't think you should give up 153 points. No. And because you're seven <laughs> feet tall, and at least you can play a little bit of defense. They played no – I watched none. it. it they, was, played none. None. they played none. They played none. Okay, and, and he, he just – he just goes through the motions now. He looks semi-retired to me. Let me just get my shots. Let me get my points. If I can get my 27, 28, 29, he's averaging 30. Just right. somewhere in there, make it look good, then I'm good to go. Right. Don't blame me. Don't look at me. Just because number seven's in the lineup? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Skip, when you say look at our starting line lineup and Edmund Sumner, Royce O'Neal, Joe Harris, Skip, you remember when Joe, uh, uh, James Harden wanted to get out? And he said what he said about his team. We're alone. We're not better. We're not that team. Yep. You, you look at us and look at them. Kevin Durant basically okay. said, look, get me out. Skip how, Skip, how do you go in the locker room after you said, if I'm Royce O'Neal, I, I get it. I'm never going to be Kevin Durant. But, bro, if I'm Sumner, if I'm these guys, Skip, how do I look at him? How do I look at Kevin Durant the same after he said, nah, no, look, what you say in pub behind closed doors is one thing. But this man said this in print. This is here forever. It is. But, Skip, I told you, no one has escaped criticism because guess who got blamed in OKC? Russ. Guess who got blamed? James Harden, Kyrie, all alone. I mean, he did get blamed for leaving Russ high and dry. Yeah, he, he took a lot of criticism for go joining forces with Golden State. I, I don't believe he would have caught the criticism had he gone anywhere else other than Golden State. But the fact of the matter is, Skip, is that he says that he doesn't want – he's not a leader. Skip, he – 
How many times have he, in, 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 in an interview or in print, yep. says, I'm not a leader, yep. and then turns around and says, I don't got to prove to you guys that I'm a leader? You said you're not a leader. You said you didn't want to be a leader, K uh, KD. That's not something we're making up. Those are the words that come. So it's kind of like Barkley. Barkley said I was misquoted in my own autobiography. Yeah. Were you misquoted? Did somebody? I could have sworn. This is what he said in 2017. He says, I'm not a leader. I don't want to be a leader. I'm bad at saying, follow me. Then he turns around and says, I'm a leader. I ain't got to prove nothing to y'all. That is true. I'm going to read the bulk of this quote, <laughs> if you will allow me Go to ahead. do this. I think we have a, a full screen so that you at home can follow along with us. But here's what we have. This is the guts of this quote. I'm not a leader. What the F does that mean? A lot of people say I'm not a leader because I didn't tell Kyrie to get vaccinated. Come on. Or I didn't condemn Kyrie for leaving the team, going out and living his life. I, I'm not about to tell a grown-ass man what he can and can't do with his own life and dissect his views or, or how he thinks about SH. I, I don't need to show or tell everybody what I'm doing with my teammates so y'all can pump me up and say, yeah, KD, you're the boss, you're the leader. These other you-know-whats need that. I don't. I, I don't come to you and say, Haynes, this is Chris Haynes, got, obviously a friend of our show. Yep. Haynes, write this story about me. I, I don't do that to nobody, but I come here and respect y'all. I talk to y'all like a real one even after a blowout loss. Okay, I'm not even sure where that's heading in, in, in about leadership. He, he's not saying he is a leader, really. He's just saying, I, I, don't, I don't need to act like a leader to be a leader. I don't, I don't need to try to tell you I'm a leader. So, what, so I don't want to have to be a leader I'm not a leader. So, Skip, so what am I supposed to take from that? If somebody says, this is not what I am, I don't want to be what you're saying that I am. I'm not what you said I am. So what am I supposed to do with that? Skip, if somebody, if Skip, if you tell me, Shannon, I'm not your leader. Well, what am I, man, Skip, you the leader, Skip. But I just told you I didn't want to be a leader. I just want to come here and do my thing. Just let me do my thing. But he, hey, I don't want to tell a grown-ass man what to do when you damn sure trying to tell Steve Kerr how to run practice. If Steve Kerr not Steve a grown, Nash, yeah. Steve yeah, Nash, excuse yeah. me. Mm -hmm. If Steve Nash not a grown man, you had no problem trying to tell him. Fact. But you didn't want to tell Kyrie. Fact. Okay, I'm just making <sighs> Okay, so he constantly refers to a lot of people say I'm this or that. A lot of people say I'm not a leader because I didn't tell Kyrie to get vaccinated. Okay, to me, Kevin is the ultimate Twitter victim where he just stays on Twitter. He's constantly answering people on Twitter. And when he says a lot of people say, I, I don't think media people said that. I think whoever those people are on Twitter said that. Skip, everybody should say it because he said it. It's not that we made this up. It's not like Chris Haynes or whomever has ever said Kevin Durant is not the leader. He said, I'm not a leader. So how do we, what else are we supposed to do with that? Yeah, but he's pinning it to... Why didn't he tell Kyrie to get vaccinated? That would have been leadership. And no. he's saying, well, I'm not going to tell a grown-ass man what to do. But, Skip, that's, but like I said, that's also a part of leadership. Leadership is sometimes not to say Kyrie would have done it, but a part of leadership is having tough conversations with teammates. Yep. It, that's a part of leadership. But because you said in 2017 you're not a leader, 
I didn't expect him to do anything because he's already told me. He just wants to lay in the back. Nice. Because, Skip, because when you're a leader, guess who gets blamed when things go wrong? The leader. Okay, I will buy that. I've never fought you on that. I've never one second on this show said, no, you're wrong. Kevin's a leader. I don't think he ever wanted to be a leader. I don't think he has natural-born leadership qualities. Right. LeBron does. He's got some issues when it comes to leadership because sometimes LeBron has too thin of skin and it, it leaks over into the rest of the team. But the point is, LeBron's a way better leader than Kevin ever thought about being because he doesn't think about being. Right. And we've seen great players uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was not a leader. Wilt was not a leader. They put up spectacular numbers and did spectacular things right. in this league. Right. But they just came out and did their job right. every night, and they didn't want any other responsibility. Same with this guy. He just wants to hoop. He doesn't want any off-court responsibility. He wants to go home and play video games. He talked about how happy he is. That's fine with me. Right. So I didn't – I don't accept that. I, I mean, expect that from him. Right. But – but again, it takes away from his overall greatness. When we talk about top 10, I never bring up Kevin Durant as a top 10 no, player. No, nor but, should you. But when we go head to head with LeBron on who's the better basketball player, right. I have fought for Kevin until he crapped out in those four games against Boston. And now I don't say that. But Skip, think about what LeBron was able to do with the Cleveland in 2018. Uh, agreed. He, I, I, look I at buy what that. Skip, he took the 2017, that team had no business in the damn finals. That 2018 team had no business in the final. I don't care who else is in the East. Okay. LeBron James and that crew should not have been in the NBA Finals. Okay, so I will go to my grave defending Kevin on one point. I do believe he went and saved Steph's legacy, and I believe he helped wreck LeBron's legacy, took two rings away from him because he was back-to-back -back Finals MVP. But he didn't go there to lead them on and off the court. The culture was already set Thank in you. motion. Steph was a leader. I think Draymond at that point is right. a leader. I think Steve Kerr is a strong, right. powerful leader within the confines right. of that culture. Right. So all the leaders leadership was in place. They just needed talent. They needed a seven-foot difference maker. They needed that. They needed a nuclear weapon to say, okay, LeBron, try on this. Yeah. You know, yeah. and, and that's what Kevin, Kevin just got to go hoop, and yeah. he hooped at the highest level. When they lost to Milwaukee, mm -hmm. Kevin Durant had a 2-0 lead. Yep. They lost a game seven on their home court. They did. Everybody talked about Kevin Durant toe on the line. It they was. forgot to mention that he lost a game seven on his home court. They And they see, it was always, well, Kyrie was hurt. James Harden was a shell of himself. Okay, I Ke got it, but he did have some valid excuses there but but in the big picture the the one that got me was was this one last year because at, at this point and then the final points about the ring I don't need a ring to validate me away from Golden State Shannon he, he's talking like a guy who is done like he's semi-retired I'm, I'm making great money I, I have a blast. I just want to go out and play basketball. He, he, Kevin he, Red doesn't believe he, that. He, he everybody, want... everybody knows. No, no, he I, know, I got he, it. Skip and deep down in Skip, we deep down inside, we know us the yep. best. He knows without everybody says that Golden State. He got upset when Charles Barkley called him a bus rider. Say, you're not the he driver, did. you a bus rider. Yep. He he knows that in order to get full validation. He's got to do it without Steph Curry. He's got to do it without that culture in Golden State. But he's Be saying, hey, I make whatever it is, $50 million a year. I'm good. You, you can make $100 million yeah. a year. But in basketball terms, it's not how much you make. It's all about them championships. Yeah. He said his legacy is set. Okay. You believe that. <laughs> if you believe that, you're, you're historically great. You're a transcendent player, Kevin Durant. But you know how you're ultimately going to be judged. Steph Curry. Yep. I got it. I know you guys are fired up about this, but I have to jump in. 
It'll be interesting to see how the rest of the net starters respond to Katie's comments when they play in Portland at the Moda Center tonight, because that is definitely a hostile environment. Just passing the ball. All right, Skip. <laughs> You've been wanting to talk about this since we got started this morning. <laughs> yes. Can history repeat itself with the Cowboys-Vikings it this Sunday? No, no. Plus, the Warriors waste another historic performance from wow. Steph Curry. Skip and Shannon dive in, coming up next on Undisputed. When it comes to travel, we all know that feeling of wanting to escape to our happy place. Whether it's hitting the beach, the ski slopes, or just kicking it with your crew in a tropical paradise. And Priceline wants you to get there and be very happy with a happy price. So you never have to miss a trip. Let me tell you, Priceline has got your back to make it all happen. My happy place is Cabo San Lucas, Mexico. Picture this. Crystal clear waters, golden sands, and sun shining down on you like it's your personal spotlight. That's right. Cabo is my ultimate happy place. And you know what makes it even better? Priceline's VIP family feature. You heard it from me. That's right. VIP treatment for you and your squad. Imagine being with your crew, soaking up the sun and living your best life. And while scoring deals up to five times faster, it's like scoring a game-winning touchdown on vacation. Now, who am I taking with me to Cabo? To that epic trip, that adventure? My boys, my ride or dies, my crew. Ones who've been there through thick and thin from the beginning to the end. I'm not taking any kids, no kids, just me and the boys living it up. So what are you waiting for? Download the Priceline app today and save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your favorite happy price with Priceline. Make some memories that'll last a lifetime. Cabo ain't ready for me or us, but we're ready for Cabo. Thanks to Priceline, the real MVP of travel. Let's rewind to last year, week eight, Cowboys at Vikings. Cooper Rush makes his first career start. It's capped off with this game-winning touchdown to Amari Cooper with just 51 seconds left. The Cowboys also able to hold Justin Jefferson to just two receptions, 21 yards. Shannon, how different do you expect this Sunday's game to be? Well, it's a different year. I expect it to be a different. Um, they have a different coaching staff. They run a different system. Um, they're playing much better coming into this game than they were, la uh, they were last year. But, Skip, that was last year. This is a totally different team. There'll be two teams that are totally, totally different. Um, Minnesota rushing attack. Um, the Cowboys do not play the run as well as they played it last year. They're 29th in rush defense. Skip, they just gave up over 200 yards. They've given up 200 yards several times this year. So Dalvin Cook is, is, is playing unbelievable. We know he's a threat to get to the end zone on any given occasion. And so, look, we understand the game. Is, I, I believe the game is going to be close. Uh, normally when they, these two teams play each other, it's somewhere a one-possession ball game. It's not a blowout on either side of the ball. Uh, but Cousins has been unbelievable. He's been, he's been able to win these close ball games, where in the years past, he always found a way to lose the close ball game. But now he has five game-winning drives in the fourth quarter or overtime. Skip, that's, that's very impressive. Dak has mm. this year. Yep. So I think it's something to be said for a team that under, that's been in close games and found ways to win close games. And what we've seen from Dak, that when he's in close games, Skip, he hadn't been able to pull those out. So uh, still ride with him. 
we mm. put the doing the thing tomorrow. Okay, we're gonna put lots of do. Okay, do you like talking real? Swimming you you talking do. real big on a Thursday? Let's see if you talk this way on a Friday. All right, I certainly give you one year to the next can be 360 degrees different. It can just be a complete yes. spin cycle different. Yeah. New coaching staff, but same personnel on both sides. Pretty close. Pr yeah. Pretty close. The, the the key players are the key players, mm -hmm. except my quarterback is different because it's Dak Prescott instead of Cooper Rush. But you don't like your quarterback okay. in this situation. I, I just need him <laughs> to rise and shine. And I do believe he's he's coming to a career crossroads. I, I think this game with the quick turnaround to Thanksgiving, yeah. career crossroads for Dak Prescott because he's had two high degree of difficulty games this year against Brady on opening night and then obviously at Rodgers and he stunk when it mattered the most mm -hmm. I need to see more this is an even higher degree of difficulty right. game against you could argue the hottest team in pro football right now right. are they I guess they are right seven straight yeah okay then you turn right around and play a division rival that is the surprise team of the NFL so far this year with a new coaching staff and a coach who is in line to become the coach of the year. Correct. Right? Yeah. Okay, so you got back-to-back, -back and they're four days apart. So show me and show me again. A blueprint got set last year. A template was, was carved into stone of here's how you can do this against basically the same personnel. So let's just look at what happened. Dak was coming off what was his one signature win to me going all the way back to the, the playoff game after 2018 that he beat Russell Wilson, the Seahawks okay. at Jerry World, which is his only playoff win. So I kept looking after that. Where's the signature? You know, where's it? It's a tough game. It's, it's a tough road game. Well, he went to Belichick, right. and, and again, it's Mac Jones, a rookie starter, yeah. but, but still. But Dak played well. He played very well, and they walked it off. He hit CD in overtime and walked it off, and unfortunately, he couldn't walk off because, remember, he pulled his calf muscle. Right. Okay? So they got to, what was it, 5-1 and one at that point? Yeah. And, whoops, here we go, and now you got to go. This is week seven. It was on Halloween night. It's a Sunday night solo stage game on NBC, and all of a sudden, you're thinking, wait a minute, Cooper Rush? I didn't even know much about Cooper Rush. I I had to think for a second, who's my backup now? Oh, yeah, it's Cooper Rush because he'd been completely out of sight and out of mind. What happened that night? That was his first ever NFL start. Yes. Would you believe he completed 24-40 passes for 325 yards and two touchdowns? He did throw one interception. His QBR was 48, which is just slightly under average right. 50, but Kirk Cousins' QBR was 41, so he out-QBR'd him 48 to yeah. 41. Kirk was 23 of 35 for only 184 yards. And yet, I look over here on this side, and I see that, wait a minute, Amari Cooper caught eight balls for 122 yards, and CeeDee Lamb caught six balls for 112 yards. CeeDee's was 18.7 a catch with a long of 35. Right. So he's throwing the ball down the field. He's not dinking and dunking. Right. Amari had a long catch of 33 yards. So he threw for 325 total, and he pulled off something Dak didn't pull off the whole year. Last year, you brought this up yesterday, Dak was 0-5 last year. This is not this year, but last year. 0-5 when they didn't rush for 100 or more yards. Right. That night, the Cowboys totaled only 78 yards, so it was the only game won by a Cowboy quarterback last year without 100-plus yards rushing, and Cooper Rush did that. Right. What did Cooper Rush do at the end of the game? Well, with 51 seconds left. I think we have the play. 
He hit Amari Cooper, no longer a cowboy, but he hit him with the game winner. This is to, for 20 to 16. He throws it up. It's a sweet throw, a little fade route to Amari. Yeah. That's 51 seconds left. And he clutched up, Cooper clutch, and he did that. And I said, wow, that's pretty good for your first ever NFL start yeah, to go for 325 up there in that Thunderdome yeah. that they have. Yeah. It's, it, it gets crazy it gets up there. It absolutely good. All right. So the, the template got set because guess who rose and shone on defense that night? Would you believe that Micah Parsons, not yet a thing at this point, would you believe he had a career high 11 tackles that night, 10 of them solo? Mm -hmm. It's hard to get double-digit solo tackles Absolutely. in an NFL game. Absolutely. He did. got 10. He had four tackles for loss. He had only one hit on the quarterback and no sacks. So he wasn't terrorizing Kirk Cousins, but he was all over the football Correct. field announcing his presence. So the, 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 then I look at the, the overall stats here. This is pretty good. Dallas has 419 total yards to 278 for Kirk Cousins' yep. company. Okay, so that's how you win games, right? right? They didn't run wild on them because on, on rushing yards, they barely cracked 100. They had 101 rushing yards. Dalvin Cook, he, he can just kill you, but his long run was 19, and he had 78 yards rushing. And then guess who? Justin Jefferson. Right. What did they do to him? And our, our man J. Ron Kirsch yesterday said he's the best receiver in football right now. He's going to argue that at this moment. But last year he caught two balls out of four targets, two for 21 with a long of 18. So the other catch was just for three yards. So he, he didn't do much at all. Right. And in the end, would you believe Dallas converted seven of 14 third downs with Cooper Rush at quarterback? Right to one of 13 for Kirk Cousins yeah. and company. Okay, there you go. Yeah. Okay, but it wasn't a wipeout. Right. And, and Dallas only managed to get to 20 because that's kind of what Cooper Rush does. It's low scoring, right. but when it's time to make a play, okay, I'll make that play. But the question is, Skip, do you believe the Cowboys can hold this Vikings team with this offense and the way Kirk Cousins and the way Jefferson is played, do you believe they can hold them to one of 11? Okay. Because that was the difference in the ball game. As you mentioned, Green Bay was able to sustain drives, stay on the field. Fit the games they lost. Yep. You look at the teams were okay. able to sustain drives and right. stay on the field. Here's the weirdest phenomenon in football to me this year, and I have no explanation for it, but maybe I have a guess. Would you believe that the four worst Cowboy defensive performances this year all belong to Dak Prescott games? Yeah. So he he got he got handicapped four times. By the worst, we're, 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 and doesn't even count the one. Chicago ran for 240. Yeah. Thanks to Justin Fields. You know, right? you, have, you, you, you relax, Gil. You do. Okay. Because I, like, I we got, got it. We got that. I got we it. We don't have to play to the top of our game because he can make plays and build yep. us out. Where you're like, man, that's Cooper Roy, man. Man, Cooper, man. Okay. man we, hey, we got right. to be on it. But they all talked about, I think they believe in him to make plays when it's time to make plays right. because that's all he ever did. He made plays. He, he, made, he threw one bad ball at Philadelphia in the first half. The other one got tipped up in an interception. Two interceptions, but he kept fighting, and he got him right back in the game at Philadelphia right. to 2017 early in the fourth quarter. Then they couldn't stop Jalen Hurts. The point is the defense played hellacious football for Cooper Rush every single time, starting with more signature wins. I thought the game that Cooper Rush played in the first start this year against Cincinnati, right. they were the defending AFC champ at that point. And he clutched up at the end of that game. In the last minute, he completes three straight big passes to set up a walk-off field goal. Then he goes up to the Giants when they were red hot, big blue. Right. And and he did a number on them in the second half with two big long scoring drives. Right. 
to cancel out a 13 to 6 Saquon lead when he broke loose to get them to 13 to 6 lead. Right. Okay. So signature, signature. And the defense kept backing him up and backing him up. Right. And then against the Rams, it was mostly all defense because he wasn't really needed. Against Washington, he played really well, but defense rose. Right. So it, the, the defense played pretty well against Philadelphia until the end. They couldn't stop Jalen Hurts. So my point is, here's the blueprint. Here's a Cooper Rush game. And what do we keep talking about? I kept saying, Cooper Rush has reset the bar. So Dak's bar goes up here. I don't know if it goes up here, but it it does go up (laughs) here. It it goes up a notch where you say, okay, Dak, you're better than Cooper Rush. Help me out here. Right. Let's can can you go up and play a little better than Cooper Rush? Well, he needs he needs the defense to play better. Play for Cooper. Play for him like they played for Cooper Rush because they were outstanding in those games. They were outstanding. Okay, is that an indictment on the defense? Because when I see something with my own two eyes, right. and then then you say, then you show me what happened late at Green Bay, then I say, what what what's the problem? Because you already showed me you can do this, right? right. Yes. Okay, so I need to see it against Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins has never played well against Dallas. He's the flip side of Aaron Rodgers. Right. Aaron Rodgers is a vampire against Dallas. Sucks the <laughs> life out of us. He he is the boogeyman. He he is our worst nightmare in clutch games, playoff games, big games, late games. He's always done Dallas in. Right. Kirk Cousins is the flip side. He, he's two and eight all time against Dallas. He's one and four against Dak head to head. So I'm saying you, you got to go do. I, I get it that they're hot. Justin Jefferson has taken it up three levels mm-hmm. from what he was a year ago on on right. Halloween night. Right. OK. Can you hold him down to a low roar here? Right. Yeah, I think you're capable of doing that. I, I still don't understand the, the the inability to stop the run. It's just, it's baffling and horrifying Well, Skip, they, they, look, the, what they do is they do a lot of stunning. And if I catch you when you're stunning, you're going to be running people out of gaps. Now the gaps are going to get wider, and now you're allowing guards and fullbacks to get up on your, get up on your linebackers and Michael Parsons. Go back and watch the tape of Green Bay and how they were stunning out of holes. Now that works good in the passing game. If you're going to pass, you cross, you know, get, uh, get offensive linemen on different levels, you can get skinny and get through a crease. Yep. But what happens when they hand the ball off and you're stunning? So in uh, E.T., in first, tackle next. Yep. Or T.E., tackle first, yep. and in next. And you open a hole this wide that you and I can go through. They, they had been playing zone all year. And then against Green Bay, weirdly, inexplicably, they decide, let's go man and single high safety. Just let's say, get Malik Hooker. We'll just have him play center field back there. And they thought that Christian Watson was just some guy. Right. And he's 6'4 and runs 4'3", right? And all of a sudden, Aaron Rodgers is saying, wait a minute. Well, we you're, you're going to cover Christian Watson with that guy? Well, when you don't have respect for a team's passing game. Yep. You look at Skip, they lost five straight. We saw what they had done against Detroit. So they're like, why were we going to play? Look, let's not make it a light box. Let's get an eighth guy down so we can run. So they stop their run in fourth. We want Aaron Rodgers to throw the ball That's because he hadn't, looked that Aaron, he hadn't looked like Aaron this year. That's what they did. And we dare you. Yes. And he's going, Really? You're going to put that rookie on Christian Watson, who's also a rookie, but right. it was a three-throw game. Yeah. He only threw the ball 20 times, True. right? Yeah, he, read, he, he threw the ball what, what, He threw the ball six times in the first half. Okay, but he completed three huge balls to his rookie receiver. Right. And, and all of them went for, for – they were like kill shots, right. you know, where, where you go boom, 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 and it's, right. that's all you need to do, right? Yeah, Skip, when you – in the run game – 
It, it, I mean, sometimes you're going to trap somebody in the backfield because you're going to catch them. You know, they're not anticipating somebody to cross in their face, and they're going to get you and get a tackle for loss. But boy, if they mess around and catch you stunting, and they catch you right, you're going to get an Aaron Jones touchdown run when nobody touches him, or you're going to get these creases, and now all of a sudden you're getting guards up on your linebackers. Yep. And ain't a linebacker. It hasn't been very many linebackers that can take on a guard for 50 plays in a game. Okay. Because you're going to see what's going to happen. Okay, so the silver lining for me, the metallic <laughs> silver lining, was C.D. Lamb had a breakout game. He looked like a top ten receiver. Can he, he follow his... it up with another one? Okay. He, he seems to like playing up there in Minnesota because I remind you with Andy Dalton, a quarterback, two years ago when he was a rookie. Do you remember the catch he made in the end zone? If we could see that, please. Ah, oh, man, that little combo skill. Yeah, that was easy, right? Yeah. Uh, it was only the catch of the year. There wasn't no catch. Catch of the year. That's He had to do a three. But I don't see guys catch that ball with one hand going down you know like that. I, I think that's up there in the Odell range. Oh, so that was, yeah. Je that was a Jefferson catch, huh? Yeah. Well, Jefferson <laughs> got help from the DB who held the ball all the way to the ground for him. That's pretty good. Pat Pete. Okay. He, he's, he's playing. He, he, Put him in your pocket, Pat. Fountain of youth. Put him in your pocket, Pat. Okay. Well, okay. Here we go which means somebody else is going to have to come to the table. Noah Brown. Uh, yeah, maybe. Or maybe, oh, it's, maybe it's Kevontae Turpin. We might have to start talking about him. The, the point is that I think my team should feel real good about going up there against the hottest team. Oh, five chains. I know he's feeling good. Yeah. yeah. Well, is he? Yeah, he's feeling real good. Yeah. Well, we're his worst nightmare. No, you're not. Okay. Used to be. Well, we have been for a long time. He's been, he been chomping at the bit with this oh. one. I love Diet Mountain Dew. Guys, speaking of Justin topping? Jefferson, champing, it's champing. A lot of eyebrows shot up yesterday when he appeared on the Vikings injury report with a toe injury. He's uh. limited. Skip, bad news for your Cowboys. He is expected to be just fine, though. Yes, for thank you. We will have to wait and see. <laughs> All right. Back to the NBA, gentlemen. Despite Steph Curry loving 50 last night, 50 an incredible ball. personal performance, the Warriors fell 130 119 to the Suns. Steve Kerr keeping it real, saying, quote, we lack collective grit. We're playing a Drew League game right now. The Warriors have lost all eight of their road games. They're six and nine on the season, tied for a third worst in the West. So bizarre to see them in this situation. Shannon, what's wrong with the Warriors? They don't play defense. Mm. And the Warriors' last losses, they're averaging giving up 125 points a game. Yep. And their losses last year, they averaged giving up 105 points a game. And the six wins, they give up 109. Well, you can we can win some games, Skip, yep. giving up 109 points. You're not going to win very many games giving up 125 points. No. I, I, Phoenix shot 51% from the three. They went 21 of 40 from the three-point line. Chris Paul didn't even play. <laughs> and, and, and DeAndre Ayton might as well not have played. I don't know what's going on with him, Skip. I mean, he, he has Steph Curry on him in the post, and the man shoots a 12-foot fadeaway. Steph Curry. You know and I know. He didn't want to be there. He, he No, didn't, doesn't, doesn't, still don't want to be there. Skip, I, I mean, you, you, Skip, Steph gives you 50. Mm -hmm. um, he was 17 of 28, 7 of 8 from the 3, and the Warriors still get beat 130 to 119, mm -hmm. and they got like 8 of those points with like 30 seconds to go. Yep. Mm -hmm. What's happening, Skip, and, 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 and I've said this. Skip Kelly's not the same player. And he said, well, give me time to get back. You do realize, Clay, that you're getting older. You're getting older. And well, plus, you're coming off two horrendous circles. Thank you. Two big ones. It's not like somebody's like, man, Clay, man, Clay. 
You're not the same offensive player. You're not As the you same well defensive know. player. Once you got the Achilles, you got a problem. It's, it's yep. man, very few people have been able to come back mm -hmm. from that injury. Yep. And definitely not in their 30s no. and come back and be what they were. Skip, you know, and, and the young guys that they were counting on to take that next step. Yeah. They sent James Wiseman back down to they the G did. League. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Moody and Kaminga hadn't lived. Steph Curry has been sensational. He might be playing as good as he's ever played in his entire life. I buy Isn't that. Isn't that saying something? I buy that. Uh, Wiggins is still giving you Wiggins-type numbers. Draymond, Skip, Draymond is hit or miss. Draymond might give you one game. He might give you two points, 12, 13 rebounds, 12, 13 assists. And then the next game, he might give you 4-4-4 four, four, four across the board. Mm. So you, you don't know. But the one thing, even when the Skip, we were lauding them for playing beautiful offensive basketball, yep. they could play defense. Always. They could play that, defense. That was their unsung calling card. That's who they really were. They were a defensive basketball team. They can't do that now. Nope. Steph is averaging, Skip, Steph is averaging 33 points a game on a 53-45-93. 53% mm. from the floor, 45% from the three, 93% from the free throw line. And them jokers don't even come close to winning a game on the road. 0-8? Oh, so the question is, Skip, that the Warriors are going to have to ask themselves, with the way Steph Curry is playing, are we willing to package some of these young guys that we were hoping to be successful to keep this bridge, to keep extending this bridge out? Are we willing to package some of those guys and bring somebody in to help Steph Curry and the Warriors win another championship? Yep. Or are we just like, hey, it is what it is. Hey, this thing's going to run its course because Steve Kerr did say, hey, we know this thing's coming to an end. Yep. It might be this year. It might be next year. Mm -hmm. But this train is about to stop with the core players as we know it. Yep. So that's the question, Skip. What are we going to do? Are we going to, like, Steph, you're doing unbelievable, bro. We ain't going to be able to do nothing to get, you know, help bring somebody in. Yeah. Or, because, Skip, I, I just don't, and I just like, well, you know, the Warriors always start slow. Nah, nah, this ain't no start slow. This ain't no start slow here. This ain't no, this ain't no uh, NBA championship hangover. They just can't get stops when they need stops. And Steph, as much as he's playing, you can't expect the man to go get your 19 every night in the fourth quarter, Skip, and pull it out. He got, what did he get, 47, 40-something the other night mm. and got 19, 17, 19 in the fourth to win that game. He's yep. playing as well as you can play. The man had 31 and a half, and you were still down. Mm -hmm. Even with the 50, Skip, you're getting beat by double digits. So, Shannon Shock, what if I told you before the game that Steph Curry would go 7 of 11 from 3. And what if I told you Andrew Wiggins would chip in with 4 out of 6 from 3? And what if I told you that Clay would give you three threes on the night? And what if I told you Draymond would chip in with 8 assists? What would you say? You'd say, I give you a pretty good, good shot of being 1-7 and seven on the road because I think you – and again, there's no CP3 for the other team. Right. You'd say, okay, I think you got this one. Right. They don't got it. Because they gave up as as I, I watched this game because I was in awe of Steph, <laughs> especially in the first half. He scored 31 in the first half with some trick shots. There are a couple of shots down the lane. They tripped him and he threw and it under, up. and he just throws it back <laughs> up with some reverse spin on it and, and just sort of greases it in for an and one. And I said, Well, that's just too good. Right. He's out of his mind. He had a couple of heat check misses, but he was out of his mind. Yes. 31 in the first half, and, and it felt like he could get 70 yes. if he really wanted it. And they trailed because they gave up 72 points in the first half. Yeah. They are disinterested in playing defense. The more Steve Kerr yells at them, the less they try <laughs> on defense. And yet, here's the nuclear indifferent maker. 
Who was the victim of a preseason punch thrown? Who was the victim? Oh, it, it was Poole. It was Jordan he, Poole. He terrible. Wait a second. So Jordan Poole came in last night. He was last year. He was the nuclear difference maker off the bench because he's a nuclear mismatch. When he comes in, what, what are you going to get? Well, he, you got nothing. He went 0 for 5 last night, 0 for 3 from 3, and scored two points from the free throw line. That, that, that's it. You, you, you can't. He, maybe he could have offset the lack of defense. Well, but Skip, that's why you gave him that big contract. Because we saw what he did last year in the yeah. regular season. We saw what he was in the postseason. Yeah. He hadn't been close. I mean, he's been really inconsistent. I think that's the thing that we can say. Because in the starting lineup, he plays well. He comes off the bench in a role in, yeah. in that role, and he's not playing so well. The question is, Skip, if, if the, unless he gets some consistency to help the scoring low with Steph, but it doesn't matter. You got to stop somebody. You can't keep giving up 70 pieces in the first half and think you're going to win a bunch of ball games. Nope. That ain't happening. They have fallen to 27th in defensive efficiency, and they're now allowing 12.8, just call it 13 points per game more this season compared to last season when they finished second in defensive efficiency. Yeah. Oh, there you go. And by the way, against the Suns, the Warriors gave up at least 125 points for the sixth time already this season, the most through 15 games of a season since 1982-83. So they're, they're setting records, bad records defensively. And Skip, you remember in the 80s, everybody, it was routine for teams. The score would be 153 to 147 or 160 to 155. Nobody played defense in the 80s. They were up and down the court. This right here? I'll have you asking questions, what's going on with the Warriors? Mm -hmm. Because same thing with the Nets. Skip, even Steph Curry, as great as he's playing, because now if you have an off night, you get beat like Memphis beat somebody last year by 50 or 60. So what happens if Steph doesn't give you 50? Hmm. You're going to get beat by 40 points last night because you – look at this. Uh, double digits, double digits. Every, all starters. Every starter from uh, Phoenix, double digits. Three guys in 20. Hmm. Campaign had 29. He did. Campaign. He played very well. He, he is really good. Mikael Bridges was lighted up from yeah. three. Well, look at Steph. You score 50 and you're a minus 14. <laughs> Skip. I mean, but you look at Skip. The, the Golden State was 17 for 17 from the free throw line. They was 43% from the three. Yeah. They was 40, 46%. But you can't overcome 51% from the floor. No. 53% from the three. Can't. So <laughs> Steve Kerr said after the game, it's a pickup game out there. No certain commitment to the group to get three stops in a row to execute on offense. And then he said, we lack collective grit. We're playing a Drew League game right now, which means it's all offense and no defense. They have become a Stephalicious sideshow. Yeah. That's all they are. Yeah. I just tune in to see I, what he's going to do. That's all right? I'm doing. I'm just, hey, I'm just watching Steph. Okay. I'm like, damn. He might get I – was, I was thinking like – but I, I thought he was going to get 60 last night. The way he was going and the effort – it's not like he was taking a bunch of – it's not like he had shot 25 times at the, uh, at the half. I was like, oh, he's going to get 60 tonight. Once upon a time, Clay Thompson was, to my mind, the best two-way player in the league, which meant every night he would take whoever your best guy is, yeah. especially if they're a yeah. perimeter player, and yeah. would, would take him out of the yeah. game. He is now shooting a career-low 35% from the floor and a career-low 33% from three. He, he's a career 42% three-point shooter, so it, he, he plays little to no defense anymore, and now he's hurting. He's becoming a liability on offense, and he's getting more defensive by the night after the games because he's firing back at everybody, saying, who's dismissing me? Watch me. Watch this. He's shooting back on Twitter, and he can't back it up. Right. Ugh. And it's, it's, 
play. It, we, I mean, we understand. It's not a knock on you, but injuries and age will rob us all of ability to do something. Absolutely. But speaking of injuries and age, I was very surprised before the game that Steve Kerr would publicly acknowledge, he said, it can only last so long. We have this year and maybe next year, and that's going to be the end of the dynasty. Yeah. But he said it could end this year. Yeah, it is. Well, I don't know if he's trying to call his team out, but, no, but to it's me, always... it, it's, it's, it's such a negative message to send. But when, when Steph is still, even though he's at the back end of his prime, he's still in his prime. But Skip, I'm not going to keep paying $300 million in luxury tax for his title. Mm. I'm just not. Well, they're playing like a team that won its title and they're coasting along through this year. But, but Skip, how many titles do you think you're going to get? You got four in six years. Yeah, but, I mean, they were so hell-bent last year to say, watch what we can do without Kevin Durant. And they did that. They did it. And it's over, and they got it. And now it feels like they're resting on their laurels. But we always – look, Draymond wanted a contract extension. We felt that – Skip, you can only pay so many guys max. You gave Andrew Wiggins $100 plus million. You gave Jordan Poole $140 million. Steph's making $230 million. Uh, Clay's making one hundred. How many $100 million guys can you have on the team? Yep. And finally, biggest picture to me is they had what most people acknowledged was the best culture yes! in the NBA. Yes! And it got wrecked and rocked just before the season started because suddenly your team leader – Bust your your up and coming next new star right in the chops yeah. during a practice, yeah. and and they haven't gotten up off the mat over that. I don't believe so either. And they say, well, you know, stuff like this happens all the time. Maybe so, but how many times did it happened in your organization? It just doesn't. And that's, it became, that, see, and Skip, then, that's the question. And then you oh, brought up, and and it got leaked by whom? How? Why? Well, we already know. Okay, we already know how that thing got leaked. All right, they, they, they wanted to pay Draymond, you know, and then Dray- yep. I, I think Draymond's going to be the odd man out. Um, I've always felt that, uh, but they, they leaked this to make Draymond look bad. Man, I, how else it was going to get out? Okay, well, that's dissension in the ranks, man. Yeah. When, when the locker room's looking sideways, yeah. like, well, what are we doing here? I bet if you ask Draymond who leaked that, I bet he'll say the same thing. Yeah. He won't say it publicly, but he knows who leaked it. Yeah, so, I agree. W- I thought they were going to do an investigation. Have, have the investigation come to a conclusion? Have they found out who did it? Some rogue, some intern, some rogue intern went rogue. <laughs> I don't know, but I know it's early, but it feels late. Yeah. That drama still unfolding, Shannon, that investigation. Steph, though, did say last night that the Warriors are struggling to find a period where they can have sustainable success to build good habits. Doesn't sound like things are good in in Warrior land right now. All right, gentlemen, let's move on here on Undisputed. Let's talk a little bit of Aaron Rodgers. Can he and the Packers keep winning if they found a formula for success? That's coming up on the other side of this break. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp because your mental well-being matters. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Unlock the power of therapy with BetterHelp and witness the transformative benefits it brings to your life from gaining valuable insights into your thought patterns to building resilience in the face of challenges. Therapy empowers you to navigate life's twists 
with confidence. BetterHelp offers a convenient online platform. It's designed to be flexible, fitting seamlessly into your schedule. With a simple questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at no extra cost. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash undisputedpod today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash undisputedpod. Your mental health journey begins here. Meanwhile, tonight we've got Thursday night football, guys. Aaron Rodgers and the four and six Packers. Well, they are a three-point favorite at home against the six and three Titans. That's according to Fox Bet Sportsbook. Green Bay, of course. I'm sorry, Skip. Got to bring this up. They're coming off that overtime comeback win against your Cowboys. Shannon, we'll start with you. Was the Packers win over Skip's Cowboys a blip? <laughs> Or a new trend. Man, hold on. They won one game in six. They were on a five-game losing streak. Hell, they might need to do it. They might need to win three or four ball games before it becomes a trend. I mean, right now I can't say it's anything but a blip. Skip, you lose five games in a row. You lost to Detroit in the game in the fashion in which you were losing this game. I can't say you beat the Cowboys, who you were what a, a five-point dog to, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden say, you know what? They're about to turn this thing around. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna need to see more. Now I did like what I saw. I like that they were able to run the football 40 times. Aaron Rodgers was only allowed to throw the ball 20 times. Not allowed, but that was the recipe for success. And maybe moving forward, that might be their recipe for success, Mm. even with the great Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback. Mm. This is what we know. Both teams want to do what? Run the football. Because you got Derrick Henry, who's one of the two or three best backs in all of football. And then you got Aaron Jones and you got Dylan. So Mm. one team wants to run the football can you stop it? The other team wants to run the football. Can you stop it? Tennessee is really good at stopping the run. They can run it. Green mm. Bay is good at run, uh, running the football. Can they stop it? Mm. But the pass skip, Ben Jones uh, uh, for the Titans, starters out. Ben Jones, concussion. Amani Hooker, shoulder. Randy Bullock, calf. Bud Dupree, hip. Lonnie Johnson. And then Sim- uh, Simmons, uh, uh, the big D-tackle, uh, standing D-tackle of Tennessee, he's questionable. Yep. But Damn. And you don't have your kickers. You yeah, you got, out. they got uh, they got the guy. Uh, no, I know uh, you're talking about. Yeah, he about just it. Well, he's from Jacksonville. He yes, had to uh, had to run in with uh, uh yep. with Urban. Got it. So they signed him off the practice squad. Yep. I just think the thing is that might be a little bit much to overcome such a short turnaround skip. Uh, Green Bay is not without their injuries and not without their issues. But I can't look at this as nothing more than a blip. I'm not about, about to say somebody win one game after coming off losing their previous five, and I'm going to say that's a trend. Mm. Absolutely not. Okay, let me get this straight. Just four days ago, at Green Bay, my Dallas Cowboys were five-point favorites, five-point favorites to beat the Packers. Suddenly, four days later, the Packers, still at Lambeau, are three-and-a-half-point favorites to beat a very good Tennessee team Mm -hmm. that is getting back Ryan Tannehill at quarterback. Yes. Correct? Yes. The odds makers are screaming at you, trend. They're not saying blip. They're <laughs> saying, wait a second, Green Bay just turned back into Green Bay. No, I think the thing is, Skip, is that when they're looking at it, they're looking at they're looking at all these injuries. This will be only uh, Ryan Tannehill's second game back from that yep. injury. He came back against the Broncos last week. Yeah, but, uh, but is he? he's for sure going to play. Yeah, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, he's absolutely he going to play. Still had some issues. But, Skip, both of these teams, the Packers are 25th in points scored. The Titans are 26th. So you should could expect a low-scoring ball game. Okay, but with the Packers, it seems to me you should throw out everything you just saw. 
because it felt like Aaron Rodgers went from get him out of here, you know, push him out the back right. door, send him into retirement, to suddenly he's a dark horse MVP candidate. I know that's way out there, but, but he is the back-to-back -back MVP. Yeah. He played like an MVP last week, even though it, it was more qu quality than quantity Correct. because they, they restrict him down to 20 throws. 20. But, but look what he did. He completes 14 for three touchdowns to his stud young receiver. Right. By the way, they got him help. The help just hadn't figured it out yet right. because the help figured it out against my team because Christian Watson looked like a Pro Bowl player. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say it again. He stands six feet four inches tall, and he ran a 4-3, 40-yard dash. Right. He's got all kinds of talent. Yeah. He came from a small school. He's not sure. He dropped a couple early. Right. He had the drops early on Sunday. Right. And then Roger stayed one, with him, though. And he stayed with him. He caught the one big ball on Anthony Brown, and he's off to the – Anthony Brown got concussed on the play, and they're off to the races. So it, it felt to me like on offense they found themselves. You, you can argue that – Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones are only cowboy killers. They're just nemesis <laughs> to just the Cowboys because they always play huge against right. Dallas. And look at what Aaron Jones did. He ran 24 times for 138 yards, including one big touchdown. Well, he had him off the game against Detroit. He did. He did, but it didn't matter <laughs> it didn't because matter. Aaron threw it to them. Exactly. What, what, three times? So yeah. our, the question has kept moving forward. What is the Green Bay offense going to look like? I think Are, they're really good. And I think their offensive line is better than you gave it credit for. But, and I know uh, they're beat up, Bakhtiari and Jenkins. But but here's the thing, though, Skip. It's hard to hit the quarterback when he only throws it 20 times and they're running the ball down your throat. So the best thing to do to stop your quarterback from getting hit is to run the football. Let the running backs get hit. Okay. So now it puts them in a situation. How do we attack? Dallas wants to get to your quarterback, Skip. They pride themselves on hitting your quarterback Pressing your quarterback, hurrying your quarterback, intercept, fumble. He got they got the fumble from Aaron Stripsack. Turnovers. Well, outside of that, they did a great job of taking care of the football. Aaron didn't put the ball in harm's way like he did the week before with the three turnovers. Now you can be in a ball game. You can keep the game. You can keep the game close. If he had turned the ball over three times on Sunday, Dallas is gonna blow him out. Absolutely. The reason I was so disappointed in Dak was because Green Bay didn't have Rashawn Gary and didn't have Devondre Campbell and didn't have Eric Stokes. Those are three of their best defensive players. And Dak Prescott turned somebody named Rudy Ford, Rudy, 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 <laughs> into a potential Hall of Famer. I, I've never seen anything like it. I didn't, I'd never heard of Rudy Ford. And boy, he was, took the game over, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I still have a feeling they're going to ride their offensive success into a victory tonight. They... They're still a veteran ball club that has a lot of pride and a lot of tradition. And I think Aaron's going to feel a lot better about his weapons. He's still got Lazard. He's still got Tunyon. He's still got Toure. They have enough firepower on offense. I think they will overcome a beat-up Tennessee team. More or less than 20 passes for, uh, for Rodgers. I think they love their little, what would you call it, their new formula for success, right? right? I, I think it'll be maybe 25-ish, but they're going to try to run the ball 35-ish. Right. Right. The Titans have the ninth-ranked rush defense. Packers are 12th-ranked. Both teams want – Derrick Henry, you got no choice but to run the football. When you run the football, you can play action off of that. Tannehill is very good at play action. Now, with that ankle injury, Skip, you know, a lot of times they would run him. He's a very athletic – remember, he, he was a college wide receiver until his senior year. So he's very athletic. 
So yeah. I don't know how much he'll, they'll allow him to run with that ankle injury because we see Malik Willis, he's not quite ready yet. Yeah. You know how I feel about Ryan Tannehill. There were times <laughs> when I watched him at Texas A&M, I thought he was a better receiver than a quarterback. <laughs> then he winds up being a starting quarterback in this league, and he's still starting. Yes. And he's just good enough to get you here, but he can't get you there. Right. Right? I've seen it go the other way. I've seen quarterbacks turn into receivers. Matt Jones from uh, 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 Arkansas, Skip. Yep. Remember, he was I mean, a quarterback. He was good. a first-round pick of the Jacksonville mm -hmm. Jaguars. He ran 6'4", six, 6'5", six, ran 4'4", four, four, and they're like, okay, we can make you that. But that I've guy, never seen that. That was my friend Shaq. Harris yeah, Shaq did Harris. that. He was the GM at Jacksonville. I don't know if I've ever seen a wide receiver yep. transition to become a quarterback and then parlay that into being an NFL quarterback. Okay. I'm going with Green Bay tonight at home. Close. I, I think it'll be low scoring and close. Yeah, I do too. It's just hard. I mean, Skip, that's such a just a quick turnaround. Yep. With all these injuries, you just played Sunday, late Sunday, and now you got to play basically Wednesday is a dead day because you're flying Wednesday. And then you play it. So basically walk through Monday, film study, walk through Tuesday, film study, and then, hey, walk through in a ballroom at a hotel in, in Appleton, Wisconsin, because that that's where correct. everybody, everybody, stay everybody stays. Yeah, I've stayed there many nights. <laughs> I got Aaron Rodgers tonight for one case. Would you take that bet? No, I'm not going to do that. No? Why no. not? You're afraid of him? Yeah, no. Huh? You don't trust Teddy Hill. You want me to trust him? I don't trust him. <laughs> I, I do trust the head coach, and I, I trust the running back and the defense. I think they will give a good account of themselves because they always play hard. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. And, They're and physical so team it'll be low-scoring yeah. battle. But I, I like on the quick turnaround, I like the home team with the hot quarterback, and yeah. I think Aaron Rodgers feels real good about himself. Well, damn, after one game, he hot? Yep. It was really after one quarter he's hot because, yeah. remember, after three quarters, it's 28 to 14 Dallas. Yeah. And I'm thinking, Super Bowl, here I come. And there I went. I can't believe y'all gagged the 14 Yep, points. we gagged. We had the ball four times in the fourth quarter in What'd overtime, do and we scored a zero points. I guess y'all took y'all ball and went home. Huh? We did. And we, we might have gone home for for the holidays. We might have gone home for Man, good. Skip, that's one game. Why yeah. you overreact so much one way because or the now other? now we have to go to Minnesota, and then we have to turn right around and deal with those Giants. And then you got 10 days off. Yep. To soak these three L's y'all about okay. to catch. <laughs> well, if we catch, there you go. If we catch these three L's, oh, we're home you, for the you, holidays. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We about I don't know what Ernest is going to do if y'all catch three L's in a row. Because that would be six and five, which wouldn't be end of the world. but It would be still, end of your world. But three straight <laughs> losses at this point in the season, I, I just wouldn't love the chances from that point on. Shannon, let's hope not for Ernestine's sake. Yeah. The Packers have she won the last enough. two out of three <laughs> in their series with the Titans. Mm. All right, gentlemen, let's jump back in and unpack a little bit more everything KD had to say, including how he responded to those calling out his leadership skills. Mm. We'll explain what he said up next on Undisputed. This morning, Kevin Durant responding to his leadership getting criticized. This in an interview with Chris Haynes. KD said, quote, a lot of people say I'm not a leader because I didn't tell Kyrie to get vaccinated. Come on. Or I didn't condemn Kyrie for leaving the team, going out and living his life. I'm not about to tell a grown man what he can and can't do with his own life and dissect his views or how he thinks about stuff. All right, Shannon. What do you make of KD's response to the criticism surrounding his leadership skills? KD's a walking contradiction. You said 
you're not a leader. Skip, allow me to read one more time. KD to a GQ in 2017. Steph Curry is the face of the franchise, and that helps me out a lot because I don't have to. I don't want to have to be the leader. I not, I'm not a leader. I'm bad at saying stand behind me and follow me. He said that. What do you mean what we said? You said that. Those are the words that came out of your mouth. I am not a leader. Mm. So, Skip, what? So, am I supposed to believe what I heard of my lying ears? Mm. I, I'm, I'm confused, Skip. Condemn. You don't have to condemn him. Skip. Kyrie. Bruh, that was wrong. You still my boy. Mm. But you can't go AWOL yeah. and don't tell anybody. What you mean? You, I'm not going to condemn him for living his life. Skip, he's a professional athlete. You mm. got to call and tell your work that I'm leaving, that I got issues going on, and I'm not going to show up today. You just can't leave. Mm -mm. I don't care what job. Whether it's 7-Eleven, whether it's a professional athlete, whether you work at a school board, I don't care. You just can't show up for work. Skip, I got a shift. I'm supposed to be at the 3 o'clock shift, and I don't show up. Mm. Two, two, three days pass, I call it. Hey, man, I got some things going on. Bruh, you couldn't have did this three days ago? Mm. I don't get I, I don't get See, Kevin, See, you keep saying LeBron wants to be like Kevin Durant wants to be like. Because sometimes when you confront your friends and tell them the hard truth, they're going to push back on you. Mm. And Kevin Durant don't want that without pushback. I ain't got no problem. It's going to be very interesting, Skip, that documentary that's coming out. Where do you find And I hope they put that in there about the situation with Brian Billy when we made the change from Tony Banks to uh, Trent Dilfer. Oh. And hopefully Brian explained to you what, what I told him in his office. Really? Yeah, yeah. Well, do you think it's in there or you don't know? I think it's going to be in there. But when it comes to... My friends was winning. My best friend I ever had was winning. And I throw all that bull jive aside. If somebody on my team, friend or not, if you bull jiving, I'm trying to win. Yep. That's what leadership is about. It's about sometimes you have to tell your friends the harsh truth. Kevin Durant is afraid of that because Kevin Durant don't want to ruffle no feathers. Mm -mm. He wants no responsibility for what's actually happening on the scoreboard in the end. So, Shannon Sharp, step back. What are we dealing with? This is a man who I've called the thinnest-skinned superstar I have ever closely observed. Okay. This is a man who on Twitter has had fake accounts, <laughs> burner accounts, so that he can lay in the shadows and take shots and defend himself anonymously, correct? Yes. This is a man who constantly goes on Twitter and responds to nobodies on Twitter and takes them dead seriously. After a while, you just can't. I keep saying, Kevin, you're Kevin bleeping Durant. But, but he doesn't really see himself as that. He knows he has greatness on the offensive end. Uh -huh. He knows he can hoop with the best of them. Absolutely. But he also knows that there's something missing in his makeup. There, there's some intangible that, that he just doesn't have. And, and he doesn't really want you to know he doesn't have it, but he doesn't want to have to be responsible, be held responsible for anything but making shots. Right. If he makes shots, if he makes 
10 of 16 shots. Oh, he's the most efficient scorer ever. If he averages 30 and he keeps going down a little bit, but he's sort of five and five, six right. and six, somewhere <laughs> in that ballpark, it still looks good enough to qualify him as one of the greatest players ever, even though I haven't remotely put him in my top 10 all time right. because of the lack of intangibles in the biggest picture. Michael Jordan, the, the way he did it was, was not <laughs> the prettiest way, but, but he led. He, he led a different way because right. he was a tyrant. That's what he was. Right. He was a cold-blooded tyrant, and he was going to teach you to win the way he was going to win. Skip, is, is, it, is it asking too much if somebody is lacking, showing up late for meetings, showing up late for shoot-around, showing up late for film studies, say, bro, what you doing, bro? We're trying to win here. If that's so, if that's such a bad thing, no. you're not condemning him. You're not saying you're the worst person on earth, but you got a, a responsibility to the rest of the team because your time is no more important than mine. If I found a way to get here on time, you can too. Yeah. What's so hard about that, KD? Mm. What's so hard about saying, hey, Kyrie, thought about getting the, uh, the vaccine? Nah, bro, I'm, I'm not on that. Are you sure? Okay, cool. But to not to say anything or the guy goes away, the guy didn't show up for a game. He didn't call anybody. And, KD, you thought that was okay? And you said, well, I don't want to condemn that man because he wanted to go go live his life on the, Bro on the Brooklyn Nets dime? If he wants to go live his life, he say, bro, I'm up out of here. Sean Marks, Josiah, I'm out of here. I'm about to go live my life. I ain't got no problem with that. Oh, man. Nope. I commend him. Yep. But, Skip, to just not show up and not tell anybody. And KD like, well, I can't condemn him. How about you say, Kyrie, bro, what's up going on, bro? What are you doing? Mm. Who's the older brother of those two? Well, Kyrie is. Theoretically. I know. I got He is an age, but Kyrie is. But he should be the older brother, right? He should be. He should say, little bro, we got to think this through. What, what are we doing here? No. What did I tell you? It was so painfully clear to me. It was Kyrie who said, hey, let's go to Brooklyn. And Kevin's saying, wait a minute. What about the Knicks? It's the mecca of basketball. If both of us go to the Knicks, we could put him back on the New York City map. Right. That, that's that's history. That's legacy. Right. No, Kyrie says, I, I I grew up a Nets fan in Jersey. I, I want to go with the, the franchise. Oh, okay. I'll go. But he didn't want the responsibility no. that comes along with playing on that stage in Madison Square Garden in the Knicks and possibly bringing them back because, oh, if he goes to the Knicks and he's floundering like they're doing in Brooklyn, mm. can you imagine? No. I cannot. He didn't want that. I got the feeling he did if Kyrie did, but Kyrie just said, no, Kevin, we're going here. And, and he's the ultimate follower yeah, to absolutely. Kyrie. Yes. Kyrie is the dominant of the two. And unfortunately for the Brooklyn Nets, Kyrie is the leader of the franchise for all the wrong reasons, but he is the dominant personality. Yes. Unfortunately, he's just the ultimate solo act. And he says, I don't really care about basketball. I, I want to be a social commentator now. Right. Okay, well, go. No, yeah. no, I want to – I still – I need your $37 million, right. but, but And I'll show up every once in a Skip while. Skip it. I think you read this. Yep. And he's talking to Chris. He's like, yeah, Katie, you're the boss. You're the leader. Yep. These these other – he must have said mofos and yeah, SOBs need that. Yep. I don't. I don't. I come to you and say, hey, write this story about me. I don't do, it, do that to nobody. Mm -mm. I come out here, respect y'all, talk to y'all like a real one, even after blowout loss. 
KD, that's what you're supposed to do. What you just said is the equivalent of a man saying, I take care of my kids. That's what you're supposed to do. Correct. You're supposed to talk to the media mm -hmm. after a blowout loss or you win and you drop 60. KD, you don't get kudos for that. Mm -mm. You don't get kudos for doing the right thing. Mm. Somebody done told him wrong. Somebody told KD, KD, if you get, when you got blowed out, mm -hmm. uh, y'all gave up 153, Man, you don't get extra credit for going out there and talking to them because a lot of guys would have skated, uh, uh, skirted that responsibility. Mm -hmm. You going, no, KD. Mm -hmm. it, that's how it works. Win, you talk. Lose, you talk. Mm -hmm. That's how it is, KD. Did anybody, you thought it was another way? Mm -hmm. Man, these, these, these young, these young, these young athletes now, yep. excuse me. Mm -hmm. Skip, yep. I, 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 just don't, I just don't know what to say about KD. Mm -hmm. I, I, I mean, Okay, every quote he uttered to both Chris Haynes and uh, Mark Spears were the opposite of leadership because he's saying last year it was Steve Nash's fault, but I was the only one on the team. I wanted to keep practicing. Right. I, I want to practice. I don't want to shoot around. Right. I want to practice. Nobody else did except me. Well, well, you're condemning Steve Nash and the rest of your team. But guess what? See, if you were a leader, that's what you do. You call the guys together. Okay, you do that. You see? And that's where they got you. Because you're not a leader, you kept. Did you tell any of your teammates? Did you tell Kyrie? Did you tell any of those other guys? Hey guys, we need to get together. We need to do this. Or did you like? Oh man, I, I, I told. I told. Hold on, that's what leaders do. Mm. What did What did Tom Brady do? He got there. He got his team together. Peyton Manning went to Denver. What did he do? He got the receivers together. When quarterbacks go to a new situation, what they do? Skip. They get the team. They get the receivers together. Yep. That's, That's what cool. leadership is, KD. It's not all about condemnation. You don't always have to beat someone down to be considered a leader. You there are not. other things that you do that will also consider you to be a leader. How about go to your guys mm. and tell them, hey, things were going wrong. Hey, John, make sure you get a lecture film study in, guys. We, we slipping in this area. Mm -hmm. Hey, we have walkthrough. You have a conversation. That's what leadership is, KD. It's not always about beating somebody down. Leadership is not saying after a blowout loss. Did you see our starting lineup tonight? How, no. How, what do you expect from the starting lineup? That's the opposite, opposite of, of leadership. Right? And yet, uh, Kevin, you're, you're in the starting lineup. Yeah. Seven. You were out there. Hold on. So what role did you play in that 153 points? Uh. So let me guess. You were on the offensive end scoring those points. You got your bucket. But when it came to defense, they were talking about they subbed you out. Correct. <sighs> The only defense Kevin Durant plays these days is off the floor to the, the media because he's as defensive as you can get. And he even defends the fact that he doesn't need another ring to validate his legacy away from Golden State. And he says, my legacy is already made. And he says, my legacy is now predicated on what Cam Thomas is learning from me and what he'll take away from how I've helped him. He's learning not to be a leader. He's learning to ab uh, abdicate responsibility. Yep. He's at learning. That's what he's learning from you because that, that's why you have to be careful who your leaders are in your locker room. That is Because correct. the young guys see that and they'll start to behave. They're like, oh, he's late for practice. He's mm. late for meetings. He's late for walkthroughs. Yep. And they think like, hey, if I can ever get to that level, mm -hmm. I was fortunate. I had guys like a Steve Atwater. Yep. I saw John. I saw Dennis Smith. I saw guys like that be be professionals. Be pros. Professional is what you do. Pro is who you are. Yep. That is So correct. I saw that. So I tried to pass that down to the Rod Smith and the Wayne Carswell, the other guys that came along. I, 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 I don't get him.
He tell us what he's not, and then when we say, then when we repeat what he said, he he blast us. That's what he did. Yep, and he speaks like a man who is semi-retired because he says, "I don't, I don't need another ring. I just want to play basketball. I'm one of the greatest players in the world." He is. He makes whatever it is. I didn't even look it up. What is he? Fifty million. Well, he got four years, 194 yeah. million. Yeah. So okay, whatever so that equates 50. to. It's close to fifty. Yeah. He makes his money. He just wants to hoop. He wants to go home and play video games. He wants no other responsibility. And I think ultimately he does not care about the outcome of games. I seriously don't. I think he's having fun because Jacques Vaughn is, is much more KD friendly than Nash was. And Jacques Vaughn is doing whatever KD tells him to do as far as how we run practice. Right. And in the end, he's having the time of his life but he wants no pressure from you or from me yeah. or from any of the media. He just wants to go score the basketball. And, he, and guess what's happening? Everybody's saying, man, what's KD supposed to do with that lineup? Yeah. How's he supposed to win with, with those guys? So if that's what, what KD's supposed to do. He's supposed to do what all great players does. Elevate. Yeah. Not only your, It's not just about you when you're a great player. It's about elevating other players around you. Unfortunately, you're not going to have three all-stars like Steph, Clay, and Draymond was when you're in Golden State. You're not going to always be able to play with Hall of Fame players like you had yep. with James Harden and you had with Russ and OKC. It's not always going to be like that, KD. Sometimes you're going to have to take guys that are very good because they're in the NBA, NBA and you're going to have to elevate their play. Yep. I hate to say this about a player I have defended to the death on this show, but inside that seven-foot-tall man, there's a little tiny man. That's what I think. Mm -hmm. I just, I just can't, I can't, I don't, I just don't understand when he tells you what he's not, he gets mad when we say he's not that. You just told us you're not that. You said you're not a leader. You said you didn't want to be a leader. So when people's like, well, Katie's not a leader, how are you going to say what you mean? I ain't no leader. Mm. Just because I don't lead like you want me to lead. Well, you don't lead at all. He doesn't. Gentlemen, the Nets coming off that 153 to 121 loss to the Sacramento Kings. And now tonight, we'll see how they respond versus the Portland Trailblazers. Good luck. Still to come here on Undisputed. Skip, are your Cowboys moving away from the idea of OBJ? Maybe. Skip and Janet will <laughs> unpack that theory coming up next. wide receiver Antonio Callaway yesterday. This despite publicly pushing for Odell Beckham Jr. Callaway, a former fourth round pick from the Cleveland Browns who also spent time with the Dolphins and the Chiefs. Shannon, break this one down. Does this tell you the Cowboys are now less interested in OBJ? <laughs> doesn't say much to me, Skip. Like I said, Jerry just likes to hear Jerry, Jerry talk. Jerry don't like the athlete, don't like the, the players getting all the credit, getting all the talked about. Mm -hmm. So he says things, and then he contradicts himself. It's like, oh, yeah, we'd love to have Odell. But you have to question, why is Odell available? Mm -hmm. Why do you care if he's available? You have an opportunity to get him. So you get him if that's what you want to do. Mm -hmm. Skip, look. Skip, look, Callaway, Skip, he got 53 catches for 695 yards and five touchdowns uh, in his career. All of those TDs came in 2018. 19, 20, 21, mm -hmm. 22. So he ain't had a touchdown in four years. They really had some behavioral issues, ran a foul with Cleveland Brown. Yeah. They were like, okay, you get you got to get up out of yep. here. He was on the uh he was on the Dolphins in 2020, Chiefs in 2021. I didn't know. Didn't see any time uh, didn't do anything. But like I said, Skip, Ole made it abundantly clear. He doesn't want to live a, a rock and roll lifestyle anymore, which means he doesn't want to be a one stop. 
He's tired of living out of his suitcase, getting a hotel or getting an Airbnb or whatever they, these players use when they come in late in the season and have to stay for two or three months. He says, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to establish roots. I want to set a foundation. And I got a, I got a small child. I got a fiance, girlfriend, whatever that is, significant other. And we want to be somewhere permanently. And he, want, he, doesn't, he doesn't feel like he should cheapen his services because he says, I'm still OBJ. I still can add something to your team, and I want to be compensated accordingly for that service. And so Jerry, like I said, Skip, when we talked about this, Skip, Jerry don't spend big money. He had an opportunity to get Von Miller. He had an opportunity to resign Randy Gregory. Now, the Randy Gregory thing, I mean, Darren Armstrong and those other guys that filled in, but he's had opportunities to get B. Wagner. You get Bobby Wagner, you pair him side uh, 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 Van Der Esch, you put Michael, make you happy because now Michael can play at his defensive end position for the entirety of the game. Yep. Jerry doesn't want to spend big money. Jerry just talked, got his fan, go to uh, uh, the Dallas websites, and everybody's like, woo, we about to get OBJ. This thing about to be lit. We about to be lit. Jerry knows exactly what to say to get the native, woo, get a riled up. Super Bowl, here we come. I'm about to get my tickets. Jerry ain't going to do nothing. Hmm. Yet Jerry Jones says, <laughs> when it comes to winning another Super Bowl, you have no idea the size of the check I would write. Well, there is this thing called the salary cap. Right. So you have to be discretionary under the cap and you have to have wisdom in operating under your cap. Right. They have a lot of cap room right now. But they got about $7 million. Yeah, maybe... OBJ is too rich for their blood. Maybe he will command too much. I've never seen anything like it, that he has turned 30, coming off a second ACL <laughs> reconstruction, and he is the hottest thing in the world and right now. And he's in more demand than he was. Ever, than ever. <laughs> it's more de he's in more demand than he was coming into the 2014 draft when Sammy Watkins went fourth overall mm -hmm. to Buffalo, and then Mike Evans went seventh overall to Tampa, Tampa Bay, Bay, and then Odell went 12th, 12th overall to the Giants. Giants. And 13th overall was Aaron Donald. I wonder if the Giants second-guessed that. I, yeah. I don't know. I think a lot of teams think. Okay. All right. Fair enough. But the point is, I got my heart set on this. I've never been the biggest Odell fan because I do think he's been overrated at every stop, mm -hmm. in part because he dominates social media beyond any other NFL player, even Tom Brady. You think he was overrated at the Giants, his first stint? I do. I think that catch, because it came against the Dallas Cowboys, put him in some echelon that he could never live quite up to. And again, he didn't lead them. That They made the playoffs one, one year, and then he went to South Beach to get ready for a game on the frozen tundra, and he played poorly in that game. He, he had an early drop on third down, and the first drive, yeah. Eli was three for his first three, and then hit Odell in the hands, and he dropped it, and then he hit it. Next drive, he hits him on the back line, the he end zone, in the yeah. hands, and he dropped yeah. that. Yeah. He didn't and remember, well. Odell took all the, the pressure and, and focus off himself. He took his helmet and knocked a hole in the wall of the hallway leading to the locker room. The media saw that, and that's all anybody talked about the next day in New York was, oh, Odell, you know, the, the all-time vandalism. <laughs> the, the Lambeau Field. Okay. So the, the point is, I like Odell. I think his heart is good, and I do think he still has enough left that he can help a team. He can't be the star of the team. He can't be the solo number one. Mm -hmm. But he, as, as he figured out how to, to blend into the Rams last year, when it came time, he started. He had the, one, the big breakout was against the Buccaneers right. down in Tampa because he caught nine for 113. Right. And then he caught the two early balls in the Super Bowl, including the 17-yarder for the opening touchdown, seven to nothing. Right. And then that happened. But the point is,
He has such mystique. He has such magnitude. He has such aura to him that because he's now so coveted that if Jerry would land him, he, he sends a message to the young players in the locker room, we got Odell right. and nobody else does. Correct. We got Micah and nobody does, and we got Odell and nobody else has Odell. Right. And whether he could help a whole lot on the field, I don't care. But I did see a stat this morning that I was not aware of is that in targets, the 88 targets to C.D. Lamb, that's the highest percentage of anybody's offense in the whole league. So he's getting more balls thrown to him in percentage of the offense than anybody else. It's beyond Devontae Adams with, with the Raiders. Right. Okay? So, yeah, do they need somebody to take a little bit of pressure off C.D., right. even though he had his big breakout game right. at Lambeau? Yes, right. they do. And, and you're going to give me Antonio Callaway? Well, knowing Jerry, he might be saying, we're smarter than the rest of you. He's, he, he's way overpriced. I, I thought they yeah. were getting away from players with, with, with okay, questionable. Okay, well, here, here we go again. In this <laughs> that vintage, that's what, him, that's what him, him and Steven say. Because they Antonio has had nothing but off the field. He had it at Florida, and he had that's it. Why he, that's why he dropped to the fourth round. Okay, and that's why he issues. hasn't been playing football for almost two years. Yes. For almost two years? Yep. I liked him when he was a rookie. Remember, it was the Hard Knocks yes. Baker Mayfield yeah. year. And, and his numbers were pretty good. Oh, they're he, very good. He started 11 games. He caught 43 balls for 586 and five, five touchdowns. Yes. I mean, that's pretty good. Yes. I, I think Baker considered him sort of his yep. favorite off-radar receiver right. that year. He threw him a lot of big he balls. Did. He ran 4-4. Four, four. He's slinky and slithery. Yeah. And, 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 and I like the way he moves. Mm. And I like the way he gets open. So I like all that. But two years, I don't know. But, but knowing Jerry, J Jerry likes to, to show the world I'm smarter than you are. Jerry loves to build his team through the draft because his ego and pride are attached to the draft because he owns it. He operates it. Yep. He make, he, the, the buck stops on his it draft does. desk. Okay? So for them to go out and, and find the diamond in the rough, Antonio Callaway, their M.O. is to say, League, you, you, you all can fight over Odell all you want. We, we got Antonio. Right. Really? <laughs> you, you got Antonio Callaway, and he's supposed to get up off his couch and save the season? Well, hopefully hopefully not playing for the last two years, Skip, or getting limited play over the last two years. Yeah. He's learned his lesson. Okay. He'll come in and do the right thing and probably have a hopefully I, a, a, a career moving okay. forward. Okay, well, he's not too old to No, no, no. What is he, like 26, 27? Yeah, yeah, okay. Here's the, the shock of shocks to me. The best move I thought my team made in the offseason was to go sign the USFL MVP, Cavante Turpin. Turpin. Mm -hmm. And silly me, I thought because he won the MVP, that, that means, yeah, he was a kick returner, but, but he was a dangerous, right. game-breaking receiver, right? Yeah. Uh, so far, so bad. Because I'm looking at this. Wait a minute. He's caught one ball for nine yards. He's th been throwing two passes and caught one for nine. He's run just little reverse plays. He's yeah. had three carries for 17 yards. As a kick returner, as you predicted, he's a force. Yeah. Because every game he'll make a couple where you say, yeah. okay, that's pretty yeah. good. He, he, he creates havoc for yeah. you. He scares you. He, he, he gives yeah, you, a, you know, right. Skip, I mean, an extra 10 yards is 10 yards you don't have to go with your offense yeah. to get closer to a touchdown or a field goal. He, he's been close a couple of times to hitting a crease and getting through there. But I, I, I never felt they were going to use him like you thought they should use him on the offensive side of the football. Because there's a way just to try to flip him balls in space yeah. just to see what he can do. But they don't feature him at all. No. And it shocked me because I thought he, he was – that X factor, that catalyst factor, 
of electricity that they don't have right. on offense because they don't have a lot of, of, of deep speed. No. So, okay, so because CD runs well, but that's not exactly what he does. No. Okay, so all, all of a sudden it's starting to seem, seem like CD or bust. So Odell would be a great fit. I think he would love playing on America's team stage. Yeah. But if he wants $20 million a year, I just I don't think they're going to do it. No, I don't know they're not going to do that. And I'm not sure anybody's going to do that, yeah. but maybe somebody. All it takes is one out there to say, I, I want me in an Odell. Right. Okay? Would my locker room love to have him? Would it send a message, we're serious this year? Sure it would. I think somewhere 8 to 12 is, is more realistic. Okay. Well, we'll see. And, and yet, I keep telling you, God bless Odell, I have no idea what he has left. I don't know what happens after you reconfigure an ACL I don't think anybody twice. knows. You don't, I mean, deep down inside, you're like, yeah, I think I can play. I, I, I'm still Odell. I've worked hard, to, to, and I rehab to get back. But you don't know until you actually get out there. You yeah. don't know. Well, we, we want to talk about a, an X-factor commodity. Whew. And now he's dominating the market. But I'm starting to feel like maybe it's not in the cards for Odell to be a Dallas Cowboy, even though I, I think he was born to be a Dallas Cowboy. But we got Antonio Callaway. Good so luck take that. that. Yeah. That's good if you got golf. You guys club. also yeah. added Tack McKinley, edge rusher, former Atlanta Falcons skip. Yeah, you got Tack McKinley. All right, let's move on down to the <laughs> NFC South now, guys. Is Tom Brady getting even better? We're going to tell oh, you but- what his quarterback's coach thinks. Coming up next, right here on Undisputed. <laughs> Tampa Bay Bucks quarterbacks coach Clyde Christensen says Tom Brady is, quote, playing as good as he ever has. I think he's improving. Not to sound like a coaching cliche here again, but you practice, you work hard at what you do, you tend to improve. I think that goes for 45-year-olds as well. He's throwing the ball at a high, high level. All right, Shannon, you first. How much truth is there to what Clyde Christensen is saying? Clyde Christensen, shut up. Where were you when they were going through this losing streak? Mm. He didn't run his mouth. They win two games, he pops up out of his hole, sticks his head up and down. Ah, he's playing as well as he's ever had. Where were you when they were losing? Was he not playing well then? Is that what he's implying, Skip? Mm. I just need to know. Mm. He always yapping his mouth when Tom Brady's doing something good, but I can't hear him say anything. Now, all the, this is the first time I heard him speak this year. Ever since he wrote that statement last year, we're going to be so much better than what we were. They were not better than what they were. I just don't, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. What does he think this help? Let Tom Brady go. Who else said Tom Brady didn't work hard? We know Tom Brady works hard. You don't play this long. You don't play 20 years. You don't do anything 20 years. Skip, you can't loaf for 20 years and stay on the job. Mm. you got to be good at something. Tom Brady is great at his job. He's been great for an extended period of time. And so now, all of a sudden, oh, Tom Brady's working hard. That's why he's good. Really? We didn't need you to tell us that, Captain Obvious. Mm. Man has played 23 years. He went to the Pro Bowl in year 22. And all of a sudden, we need Clyde Christian to pop up out of the hole and say he's playing as well as he'd ever had. So how well was he playing during that losing streak? That's what I need you to talk. I've heard guys say, look, we're not getting the results that we like, but such and such is playing really well. He's playing at a high level. And it's going to turn around because you can't continue to play at this level and not reap the benefits of playing at such said level. Mm. Got no problem. You say that, got no problem. He waited until the man went two games, and all of a sudden he played great. All I know is your offense has scored 22 points or more twice, and both of them you lost. 
31, you scored 31 against KC, you lost by 10. Mm. You uh, lost to uh, Baltimore 22 uh, uh, Brady's thrown 427 passes, but he only has 12 touchdowns, which is 14th. He's 12th in completion percentage. He's 27th in yards per attempt. The Bucks' offense is 27th in points scored, and the red zone offense is uh, 27th in red zone efficiency. Mm. Who the quarterback you doing all that time? Who the quarterback? Mm. I want to hear nothing Clyde Pearson say. Mm. Okay. My turn. Yep. Early in the Rams game, Tony Romo was analyzing for CBS up in the booth, and he made the point that he'd watched a good deal of Brady tape going into that game, and he defended Brady saying he's still making all the throws just the way he's always made them. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. They weren't working for quite a while, an extended stretch, as you have repeatedly pointed out. But it wasn't because we were seeing a decline in his ability or capability. That, that's my point here. I'm not sure what you're seeing. You can say he's playing poorly, give you, because you can throw all those numbers out. Yes. And those say lousy, lousy, lousy. Right. But what does your eye test tell you? Do you see at this point a decline, because this is the key question here, do you see a decline in his ability to play the position? And we would start with, do you see a decline in his reflexes? Do you see a decline in his ability to speed read and quick trigger release? Do you see a decline in his accuracy, or do you see a decline in his velocity or ability to throw the ball deep? Well, okay, the those are all, because at some point, you know what? You will, because it happens to the best of right. them. There's going to come a point, I don't know when it is, sooner than later, when the answer to one of the, or all those questions will be, yes, yes, I see a decline. Yeah, what's happening is, is that he's having to, the reason why his yards per attempt keeps coming down is because he's having to get the rid of the ball quicker and quicker because he doesn't want to get touched. Agreed. So that's, okay. that's why, Skip. Is that you a get... decline in your impact? No, but okay. Skip. But it makes it very, very hard when you don't get explosive plays to continuously go 12, 13, 14, 15 play okay. drives to I, get I points. I got it. Because Clyde Christensen is saying another point that Jen didn't read is he says on Friday afternoons in practice, I, I got to try to restrict him because he wants to throw 65-yard passes because he can. Right. And I believe he can still throw it 65 yards, no problem. I think his arm strength is the same as it always was, and you can say it's really just above average. It's right. not all-time. Right. Obviously, it's not Mahomes right. or, or Allen. Josh Allen. But, but it's obviously good enough yeah, to absolutely. be very good. Yes. Okay. So the, the point is I don't see decline yet. Maybe I don't have objectivity, but I don't know what you're seeing. What are your – deep down, your eyes are telling you something deep in your psyche right. like – Wait a second. He's losing it. Well, Is he losing it? What I'm seeing, Skip, if guys aren't great around him, yep. it usually Tom could elevate guys, and he didn't need guys to be great all the time. Now, if guys aren't great all the time, he struggles. It used to right. be, Skip, he could take the guys from Dorchester. Yeah. He could do that right. and elevate their play. Okay. Yet, for much of the year, his new line with two new members, right. who, who I think – or average at best, that line has has been dead last in pass block win rate. Right. So the the rush is getting to him much quicker than than it did, two, especially two years ago. Because two years ago, 
that they were so good at yeah. protecting him. And if you give him five seconds, he is going to destroy oh, yeah. you because he's going to hurt you down the field. No risk it, no biscuit. I'll, I'll take it. Right. And he led the league two years ago in air distance in how far the passes traveled. Right. And obviously, it was bombs away. But again, at the end of the year, he had Antonio who could get deep, and Mike Evans seemed to get deeper more than, and, and Scotty Miller could trick you and get by you and right. get deep. And right now, he wanted Julio to be his deep threat, and he just got Julio back for the first time all year. Coupled with the low pass uh, block win rate was the fact that they were dead last in rushing the football. Right. Okay, so now you can't keep anybody honest. So he's a sitting duck at age 45, and you're right. He knows full well. He knows better than anybody. I don't want to take a shot. Right. Because it, it could it could end it. One big <laughs> shot could yeah. end it right here, right, right now. Right? Mm -hmm. So he won't do that. He'll throw it in the dirt. He won't throw it to them because he went for almost 400 passes without throwing an interception. Right. So he's not coming apart. He's not unraveling psychologically. He's not losing his poise the way I thought he did that first time they played New Orleans on that Sunday night at mm -hmm. home. He threw three horrible picks, and they got ramrodded. They right. got blown off the field 38-3. to three. But, Skip, I also thought, think, is that they made a concerted effort in Munich to run the football. Okay, they did. And it worked. Yes. I think they've tried to make it work in the first and second quarter. And then finally, Byron just threw up his hands and said, I guess we got to throw but, it every but time. At some point, but you can't just, because sometimes it's not, you know, you a lot of times you run the football. Yes, you want to get yardage, but it's also to set something else. And maybe later in the ball game, you'll have success okay. running the football. They kept going back to the Lenny Fournette well, right. and it seemed a little dry. Right. I still think he's got, he's going to help them down the stretch. But all of a sudden, as Bruce Arians raved in the interview we talked about right. yesterday, this Rashad White is, right. I, I think he's serious business. Right. And all of a sudden, he's going to make Brady's life a lot easier. Right. If he can keep doing that, if he can give you a little bit of breakaway burst, and he can catch it. So, you just want to keep him honest. Okay. Just give back, I, I'm not expecting the guy, I mean, what do he run for, 120 yards? I'm not expecting him to run for those kind of yards every game, but at least keep the defense honest. You go into the game playing Tampa, is that, they're not running the football. At least they're going to try to run it early because, look, hand off the Leonard Fournette. But we know they're like, F it. We can't run the football. And just let Brady That's go back happened. and throw the ball 40, 45 okay. times. That's what happened. And if you're not protecting him, it's not going to work. You're, you're not going to score a lot of points until you can start to protect him. If you give him one more second, look out. Yeah. Okay? And if you give him Julio back, I'm saying look out. Skip, it's just hard. <laughs> it's hard to protect someone for 45, 40, 50 snaps and not let somebody touch him at least once. It's just like if you run the ball. If you run the ball 40 times, and now you might have 200 yards, but you're going to get a tackle for loss in there somewhere, Skip. Somebody's going to whiff. Somebody's going to get beat, and you're going to get a tackle for loss. Okay. Well, a week from Sunday, they're going to have to deal with Miles Garrett and Jadavian Clowney. Yeah. And we'll see if they can keep him clean because if they do – they're going to get on a roll. And you'll get a test with the 49ers. With really? that front four, they can get Ooh. after you. You got that right. Well, I don't see any the decline in capability. So we'll no. see. The Bucks traveling up to Cleveland for that matchup, guys. And they are favored in Cleveland only on the NFL on Fox. All right, guys. Kyrie Irving, when's he coming back for the Nets? And what is it going to mean for that reeling team? Skip and Shannon unpack <laughs> yeah. all the drama on the other side of this break. All right, on to Brooklyn. Kyrie Irving reportedly could return from his suspension as soon as Sunday. 
That's when the Nets take on the Grizzlies at home. The Nets are 4-3 and three since the start of Kyrie's suspension. Shannon, at full strength, will the Nets become or contend, or will they become a disaster? No, they're going to be exactly what they are. Skip, what, I mean, what? Kyrie's not a defensive guy. Okay, so now you have two guys that's probably going to score 30 a night. But guess what? You're going to still give up 130, 140. They don't play defense. They don't have guys. The way the team is constructed, they don't have defensive guys. Ben Simmons was supposed to be your defensive guy. He's a shell of himself. Mm. He's a shell of himself. Well, he was never even a shell, but he's a shell of himself defensively. At least, Skip, you can say, well, Ben's not going to give us anything offensively because, remember, everybody say, we don't need him to shoot. Well, if you don't shoot, you better lock it down on the other end. Mm. He can't lock it down. He can't lock anybody down. Mm. That's not what Kyrie is. That's not what he does. That's not what KD is. Ross O'Neal is, if, 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 no disrespect, but he's a guy. Mm-hmm. Claxton doesn't have enough bricks in his pocket to weight him down. They're not going to be in it. They're not going to contend. So they can both score. Skip, here's the thing. Both of these guys can legit go get you 40 a night. Mm-hmm. But the other team's going to get 160 because they can't stop anybody. And the problem that you have, if these guys don't go get you mid to high 30s, guess what happens? And you don't play defense. Because we know you can go get it, but how, many, how often? Because Steve Kerr says, we can't get three consecutive stops. Hell, the Brooklyn Nets struggling to get one consecutive stop. That's true. So I don't expect anything to change. That yep. might be more exciting on the offensive end. Yep. Kyrie dazzling, doing his thing. I'll watch. KD going to give you 30. Yep. But I, contend for what? Skip that 23rd and I'll the second chance points, giving up 24th in defensive rebounds, dead last in defensive rebound percentage, and they allow their 28th in three-point percentage for the opposing team. That's a recipe to what? So if you if you like dead last in defensive rebound percentage, that means the other team is high up on the offensive rebound. I don't expect anything. I don't. I think, look, I think both guys, Kyrie and KD, can't wait for this season to end. KD would welcome a trade at the trade deadline. Kyrie would too. That's what I think. So to answer Jen's question. <laughs> It, it's laughable to think this team could contend. It, it's going to be a disaster. Yes. Yet, if you told me that Kevin Durant was a hungry KD, as in heading into his first finals with Golden State against LeBron in 2017, uh-huh. if you could give me that KD right here, right now, if you could give me a hungry Kyrie heading into his final finals with LeBron against Golden State when they came from 3-1 down. If you could give me that Kyrie in his right. last go-around with LeBron, if you could give me a happy, healthy, hungrier Ben Simmons going into his second year in the league, that guy, I'll, t- I'll give you a championship. I will, <laughs> because it, it is nuclear firepower that you have on both sides of the ball because Ben Simmons tw- twice in a row made first team all defense. Yeah. Twice in a row. Three straight all-star teams off rookie of the year. That guy's gone. I don't know exactly what happened, but I don't think he even wants to play basketball anymore. He's coming up with weird, my knee hurts and this and that. He's getting PRP treatment. Yeah, okay. I, I just think he doesn't want to play anymore. He lost his love for the game because he got the demons at the late game free throw line, and it just destroyed him, and it wasn't fun for him anymore. And he, I, I think he dreads lacing them up every night and having to go out there and face the media. I feel for him. He, he looks so lost. And, and I don't think he's a bad guy. Yeah. I, you know, I, he, he, I, I ache for him when yeah, I watch him we try talk, to play. You, we talked about him. He got 11 points in a blowout. 
Yeah. He got left points in the block. We talk about a guy you mentioned, a three-time All-Star, yeah. a two-time All-Defensive player, yeah. and we hyping. He got 11 points in a blowout. Okay. And wh wh who is Kevin Durant? Well, his quotes just told you. You know who he is. He, he's he's just resting on his laurels. I've done that. My legacy is in concrete. I I was back-to-back -back Finals MVP. He's got his rings. He's got his money for sure, yeah. and he's still collecting yeah. big checks. And yeah. He is able to go out and play the game he loves at a very high level on the offensive end because he doesn't really care about the scoreboard anymore. It's irrelevant to him. It's why he can he can happy talk after a 153-point blowout loss at Sacramento. Skip, but if you look, take if you took any great player and you said just go play, yep, and you're not going to be held accountable. Yeah. Win, lose, or draw. Exactly. It's the expectations that comes along with you being the great player. That's the burden sometimes. Kevin Durant's like, I just want to play. That's the easiest thing you can do. Can just imagine if LeBron says, you know what? Ain't nobody going to say, LeBron, you're not the fault. Just go do your thing. Sure. Magic, Bird, any uh, Jordan. Skip, they killed you. Skip, Jordan was averaging 33, 37, 35, and they were killing him. You know, they were killing Jordan. Yeah, he get on the points. Yeah, he's a highlight reel. But okay. what are they getting him? All right. Kyrie Irving, he's made it clear there are far more important things in life than basketball. That's what basketball. he said. That's what he said. So ha does he care about winning a chance? No, he, he got his ring. He's fine. Would he like to reunite next year with LeBron? I, I think he would. Fun. M make amends. You know, make it right. right. Okay, I, I got that. But right here, right now, this has disaster written all over it. <laughs> This has trade deadline city. Where did I put okay. A? Yeah. Contender or what? There you go. It's going to be a disaster, Skip. You know what's happening. <sighs> I mean, I thought Kyrie was coming back five, five days ago. Yeah. They got, are we sure he's coming back? Are we absolutely for certain nope. that he's coming back? Or are they going to come up with another reason? No, I don't think they will. I think it's sooner than later. And I wouldn't be surprised if it's Sunday. And then here we'll go. And then it'll be back to just basketball, and there's no basketball. And ain't no, look here. Skip, he's already done it now. So ain't no sense in asking him about it. You know, what did you learn well, and all that? He'll have to Skip, respond. let it but, skip. But, okay, but he's going to get asked about it. He can toss it off all whatever he wants. He can dismiss it. I did all that. But, but he'll get asked about it. But what do they want to know? What do you do in his spare time? No, I don't know. What did you do or what? Whatever. I stopped reading the paper. Okay. I stopped listening to the media. Well, he did that a long time ago. <laughs> that Kyrie had to go through, gentlemen. Undoubtedly, he'll be asked about it. We'll see if he can help the struggling Nets. They are 12th in the Eastern Conference. All right, Skip, let's move on to one of your favorite topics. Baker Mayfield back as a starting quarterback in the NFL. Now, what's in store for that Panthers-Ravens game? Good. That's coming up next here on FS1. Baker Mayfield renamed the starter for the Panthers this Sunday due to P.J. Walker being out with an injury. They take on Lamar Jackson and the Ravens in Baltimore as a 13-point underdog, according to Fox Bet Sportsbook. Shannon, do the Ravens cover? That's a bit much. Skip, this is the NFL. Mm. Man, this is not Alabama playing Austin P or, you know, mm. some uh, division power, power five school playing the FCS school. Mm. It's the NFL. Hmm. But the better question is, if Baker's who we think he is, she shouldn't he be asking to win the game? 
Mm. I mean, you told me Baker Mayfield is that dude. He mm. liked that. Mm. You give me all these stats. The analytics team ran down to Steve Wilson, hand him a note. Yep. Look at Harris Baker. Three of five of his games against the uh, uh, Baltimore Ravens. He's yep. 376. Yeah, keep going. 343, yeah, yeah, 342, yeah. 342, 33333. I've never seen anything like it before. You keep telling me that Baker Mayfield is just a guy. Just. Just a guy, dot, 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 just. who plays like a pro bowler against the Ravens. Okay, okay. Baker Mayfield is to the Ravens what Aaron Rodgers is to my Cowboys. Can I ask you a question? Stop it. <laughs> you just stopped it. So, like, uh, if any of those stats happened, in, say, in the last two years? You, you act like it, it, we're talking about 20 years ago. We're talking about two years ago, three uh, years ago. Can you give me something two months ago? Well, well, that's all you got is what have you done for me yeah, lately? Because he's, nah. he, he's playing for the worst team in the league. He's the worst quarterback in the uh, league. His number says he's the uh, worst quarterback. Really? He's dead last in QBR. Mm. He's dead last in completion percentage. Mm. And he's 30th in passing yards. Mm. So what does that tell you? If he's last, last, and 30th, that means he's last. Me, you got me confused with somebody who cares about those old numbers because they're old to me because yeah. all I care about is what he does against Baltimore. That's why they, well, he's in the lineup right you, now. You don't mind me asking. All of a sudden... Little PJ comes up with a mysterious ankle. What was that about? I didn't. When did he already? You ankle? just told me you don't care about old numbers, and you just regurgitated some numbers from 2017, I don't care 18, about the numbers and 19. Earlier this year, because those are all Carolina you, numbers. I'm talking about Cleveland numbers against Baltimore. He's not playing with it's, Cleveland. It's your arch rival within the division. Skip. But he—that's not his arch rival anymore. You know what's happened in this league? There are horses for courses. Sometimes a horse just likes to run on that course. Couldn't nobody be he, secretary. He, he could have ran likes, on asphalt. Yeah, he—he he just likes to run against these guys. He just has a good feel for playing against his defense. He's not afraid because obviously his best game that he ever played was at Baltimore. He won forty to twenty-five, throwing for three forty. First of all. It was way back in 2019 in the dark ages. But before they had television. That was three years ago. Pre-TV. Nobody even saw it because you, there wasn't such Skip, a thing. It hadn't been invented yet. Do you yet. know how different people are, players are, <laughs> teams are from three years ago? All I know is that Aaron Rodgers for 20 years has bedeviled my Cowboys, and Baker's got some of that in him. Baker ain't got nothing of that in him. Mm -hmm. Baker, whatever. Yeah, okay. This well, man just compared yeah, Baker Mayfield okay. to Aaron yeah, Rodgers. Really? This man said he was afraid of 13 points. Boy, that's a lot of points. Baloney it is. In the NFL game? It's just a guy. In fact, you say he's a bust. So Skip, in an NFL I, I, game? I need the 13. I need it right here, right no. now, because you need to put your due where your mouth why is. Would I, why, would I get the, why would I get the national spokesman of the Heisman House give him 13 points if he's like that? <laughs> Yeah, that has nothing to do with yeah, the quarterback. Yes, it does. Yeah. Yes, it does. He's going to be off the leash this weekend. Yeah. I, I'll do we it right now. I'll take the 13. Number scared. Of crazy scared close of Baker finishes Mayfield. this year, I never guys. I'd see the day. Three and five in eight games against Cleveland. We'd love to see more do coming in, though. Oh, yeah. it's coming in tomorrow. All right, guys. Somebody's going to drown. All right, in I'm two ready. Points. I'm waiting. Yeah. Get them two points. Yeah. Up next here this morning, though, how about that Crazy dunk wow. out of Arkansas last night. You don't want to miss taking a look at this. We've got it for you next. All right, we are just over a week into college hoops, and Trevon Brazil from the University of Arkansas, ooh, he hammered down a literal slam dunk last night. Crazy poster. <laughs> Shannon, scale of 1 to 10, how great was this dunk? Man, it's a 50. I don't know what dude was thinking. Skip, look how far he jacks this ball back. 
It was almost like DeAndre Jordan on Brandon Knight when he caught that lob. That's, yep. And he, oh. ain't no way. Oh. I'd say, Coach, uh, Coach, I couldn't oh. do nothing with that. Ain't no way you gonna put me on that poster. How oh. you gonna go back to school? Ah, oh, the South Dakota State. Yeah, kid. no, oh, I'm he's, he's gone down and dunk infamy forever <laughs> and ever, right? Yes. You, you don't see many baseline attacks no. leading to dunks. Because it, it, you lose perspective on it. You, it's just hard. Yes. And, and he cocks that thing clear back. Wait. Just slams it. I'm and, transferring. I'm growing a mustache. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting a ball head. I'm growing a beard. Ain't no way you finna walk, clown me walking down the streets like this forever. Mm. Skip, that's a, that's a meme. Mm. That is a meme now. It is a meme because he, he dunked with fury. <laughs> With absolute all-time intensity, he threw it down. And, and the only reason, if that's the NBA, they give him an and one. You know, mm -hmm. college, they don't really give you and ones like that. But this is an and one dunk. And this dude ought to be ashamed of himself. Bruh, you don't get no points for that? <laughs> well, Coach, I tried. You know, the Coach going to tell his teammates, that's the effort that I need. No, it ain't. No, nah, I'm not that one. You're not going to get me. Mm. No, no. That's a 50. It was tremendous. <laughs> Agreed. Guys, great show today. Bring your due tomorrow. I want to see some due on these opinions. That's it for us. We're out of time.